0: What up, folks? Welcome to Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. Um. It has been a week since our last encounter with the cast. How's your week been, bud?
1: My week has been tremendous. Really? No, I wanted to. I want to hear about your week first.
0: I mean, there's a lot going on. Tell people where we are right now. We are currently in my apartment.
1: Or the castle of boxes,
2: as Ca- I like to call it. <laughs>
0: Yes. So, um, I had some life stuff happen to me not too long ago. Good good life stuff. Good life stuff. Yeah. Um, And uh, because of those life things, I am moving. I'm not moving far. I'm actually moving closer Mm -hmm. to you. You're
1: going to be around in my neck of the woods. And and I'm very
0: excited about that. It just means we're going to just... Always see each other and I'm going to get sick of you at some point, I'm sure.
1: Daily podcast. Yeah,
0: daily podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be obnoxious.
1: Your lunch hour <laughs> podcast with Brian and Alex. What's going on today?
0: Um, but yeah, so I am moving and I'm moving tomorrow. Yeah. And so that is, um, it's a lot, but it's like I... It's 12 hours away. Yeah. T minus actually, extra 12 hours. Actually, it's going to be 12 hours away. That is wild. Um, but I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this new adventure. I'm very sad to be leaving my current situation, mm-hmm. but, um, but I'm very excited for the next adventure and it, it's very nervous at the same time. You um, deserve it. Thank you. Thank you, friend. You're going to be great. Um, I'm very excited and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so I'm kind of in limbo and this whole week has been, I feel like I feel very flustered cause I'm doing like two jobs. Yeah, kinda like four like, jobs because of like how much oh, how yeah. much I have mm-hmm. in as far as my portfolio at this moment. That's true. Um so yeah, no, so I'm gonna I'm You're a busy gal. You know, I'm a busy gal, so I'm taking tomorrow off. I'm taking Monday off so I can settle into my new place and As you should. Um yeah, and then I'm excited too, because next week my sisters come into town, which will be fun. One of my sisters will be around when we do our podcast next yeah. week. So that's gonna be fun. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna love it. Sit in on that. Yeah, but it. she's gonna just sit in the corner, watch us be stupid. Um
2: but no, say stuff.
0: Um, but I'm really excited. I'm excited for the next thing, but I'm also incredibly anxious because I'm still not completely done packing because mm. we're as much as I'm in a sea of boxes right now. There's still so much more to be done, uh, but we'll get there. But yeah, that's been my week because there's a lot going on. That is Wrigley fluffing the newspaper. I've
1: never seen him do that before. You're good at that, bud.
0: You've never seen him fluff, like, a pillow before?
1: A pillow, but not a newspaper.
0: Yeah, it, he even <laughs> does, like, on the wood floors. He's a big weirdo I've like that. I've never seen that Yeah, he's doing it again. Gonna, uh-uh, buddy. Take Stop. Take that away
1: from him. Okay, you're just going to You gonna stay right there? there. Okay, no more of that.
0: Every, every podcast. Anyway, so that's my life, and that's my week.
1: Do you remember... Okay. Do you remember two weeks, three weeks ago, when I mentioned this dentist office thing...
0: Yeah, you mentioned okay. it in the park. you mentioned yeah.
1: it in the cast. Yeah, yeah. For anyone out there who remembers episode two or three, <laughs> yeah, I was I was chewing on some like call from Tara at the <laughs> fast collections agency, <laughs>
2: okay. asking for
1: money from this dentist office I saw in Tennessee way back in the day, and I was like. Tara, I don't know how I could possibly owe you cash. Right. And this is four years ago.
0: Right. This seems like a you problem, not a not an Alex problem. I this don't, is, yeah. I
1: don't do dental out-of-pocket. Right. I told you this.
0: Mm-hmm. Not I have me. Ins- I have insurance.
1: I <laughs> you're one of those privileged people that have insurance. I own a capital letter P <laughs> when it comes to, <laughs> d- to dentistry. I hold it dear. She goes, she calls me today, and I said, Okay, hey, I'm glad you called me. So let's sit down. And the, yeah, yeah, I got a second. Mm-hmm. So I looked At this document that I had sent to me from, because at that time, four years ago, I was still under my parents' health care. Yeah, Mm -hmm. dentistry. Mm
0: That makes sense, four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because 26, like, thank you, Obama. Mm -hmm. Like, I was covered. Appreciate it. Until then, you know, shout out to...
0: Thanks, Mom and Dad. (laughs) Greatest
1: president of my lifetime. (laughs) And so I was going to end coverage on the 30th, and I went to see them on August 31st, And then I came back for follow-up on September 18th, Mm -hmm. and then coverage ended on the 30th. And then, a year, over a year later, they billed me for it in the year 2014. Okay. A year after. I didn't even realize this till today. Mm -hmm. I looked, I was like, a year later? That's interesting. That seems negligent. Right. A little, yeah, of course I wasn't insured at that time. Right. I had a job in New York. So... I looked uh, into the claim. Tara's like, no, they said you had worked on June 1st, 2013.
0: And you're like, no, I didn't.
1: I don't remember going in on June 1st, mm-hmm. 2013. You're She's looking like, back in
0: your calendar. Yeah, I'm just like, like, what was
1: that? Well, yeah, because my I was using a different, I was using Outlook, not Gmail at that mm-hmm. time. So I don't even know how to log into my Outlook. Right. So I'm like, where could this be? But I was using a personal Gmail. So I looked at my Gmail. I was like, what was I doing June 1st, 2013? Oh, Right. I was in Singapore.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You definitely had a dental work done. I June had while you were some Singapore. You, that
1: that over that Facetime dental work <laughs> they had going in 2013. I was all about they were, that. They were
0: they were beyond their beyond their time.
1: I straight up looked up my confirmation ticket from May 22nd to June 19th. I was between Singapore and Hong Kong, and I had the pictures to prove it. I was like Tara. Tara, I want you to take a gander at this real quick. Right. That June first, um,
0: I was she, out there.
1: Her tone changed so quick. She was set. "Oh, oh, I will. I'll put this in the file. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get back to you in a couple of days. I'm like yeah. you, you do that. You do that. So
0: basically, no one should be messing with you at all. This.
1: Everybody time. needs to stand back. If anything, <laughs> if anything, I'm thinking like one. At first, I was I was a little peeved because it took over a year to build yeah. me. And I'm like, that seems Also, a little like fiscal
0: responsibility and like your taxes and stuff. Yeah. Like that's like not so. I was like, you and know. you're trying
1: to play with my credit, and I don't like that.
0: Yep. No. And then the good other credit thing, is hard to a I'm man saying, with good credit is very hard to find.
1: Girl preach. And so <laughs> then I said, uh now it's also you fabricated a date that I came in. Yeah. Now you're taking this next not, level. Not,
0: now you're calling me a liar. Now
1: now, I may have to do something about this. Mm-hmm. Come wait and see. Stay tuned for future podcasts. Ooh. We'll see what happens.
0: To be continued. I might,
1: I might stretch a muscle I've never used before, Ooh. if you know what I'm saying.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
1: But anyway, my week is about not taking any guff. And if and if people come after you for money, look into it and find out what the business don't is. Just pay, just don't just don't, pay it. Just out. don't pay it. I like, it, it wasn't even the money. It wasn't even the money. I was mm-hmm. like, I could. I'm a working full-time person now. I could pay this right now and right. just be done with it. But right. I think that's what most... I highlighted, um, not Aaron Aflalo, it was um, the Hawks player, oh, Thabo Cephalosha. Yeah. When they came after him, the New York police, Mm -hmm. and they put him down, this was a man who makes millions a year. He was
0: one of your dope person of the week. Yes.
1: Most men of color who were put in that position would probably pay the fine and just go away. Right. He said, you picked the wrong dude today. (laughs)
0: Yeah, not today. Not even about the money. Not today. So
1: anyway. It's a principle. It's about the principle totally is. That's how my week has gone. Otherwise, oh, otherwise, pretty smooth.
0: That's good. Well, I'm glad um, you're not taking any guff from anybody. That's good. Not not having it. I mean, you're not good. one to do that anyway, so.
1: I looked at a gym today. Uh-huh. A gym membership. A new gym membership. Oh, I why? checked it out. Just for funds? Uh, we get a discount.
2: I don't oh, know if you know
1: that. Okay. And it was more than I thought it was. Oh. So I walked in. And I was like, hey, you know, this is kind of, like, in my neck of the woods. Sure. A little close to my current gym. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me, like, uh, I heard this is the, the rate that I would be paying if I'm mm-hmm. a member of this, whatever. Right. You know what they have inside their gym?
0: What? AstroTurf. AstroTurf? They have
1: AstroTurf.
0: Like, athletic people, like, pro athletes, like, perform when on I, AstroTurf. When I saw
1: it on Yelp. Mm-hmm. I saw people doing this exercise, you know, with the like the bar sled that you put right, like weight, on it, and you weight push on it and you it. Put, yeah. Mhm. As soon as I walked in, she's like, "Oh, that's Gary. Gary's one of our new sign-ups and Gary's just pushing that sled down that astroturf. Yes. And he's sweating. Like, "How you doing, Gary?" And he's like breathing hard and he's a big, yeah. brawny, dark black guy, he's yeah. like he couldn't even say words. He yeah. just gave a thumbs up. I was like, "That's I want to be as tired as Gary. <laughs> yeah, that's what be I tired. want."
0: You know, I will say this new, like, move thing I'm very excited for yeah. because now this the responsibilities of my new gig and things like that gives me a little bit more free time in the evenings and, like, a little bit more, like, bride time. I am so stoked to be going to the gym and to oh, it's not run. A, it's not a joke. I'm, like, very... Like, not that I didn't do it yeah. here, but I did a lot of the stuff, like, at home or, like, okay, I have, like... 20 minutes here, I'm gonna go quickly to the gym and like run for 20 minutes or whatever. So I'm very excited for to be tired. To be tired. God, to be
1: tired, to be tired. And I went in close enough. It was on my lunch break. I could go in on my lunch break and
0: get 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 something in and, and get then, a workout in mm. real quick.
1: And I went in there, I walked in there and people were coming in mm-hmm. to use the gym real quick. You could tell they're coming down from their right. jobs and everything, real quick. Mm-hmm. And then the person at the front. Sandy was her name. Very nice Mm -hmm. uh, young woman. Was like, okay, sign in here Mm -hmm. and then we'll give you a tour. This guy comes in and goes, uh, oh, they're telling everybody who comes through the door, hey, we don't have towels today.
0: Mm.
2: We
1: don't have towels today. Hey, we're out of towels. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I watched half the people turn around. Turn right around. <laughs> go
0: You're like, the door. I need to go back to work and I need to shower <laughs> right, and go, not smell like this.
1: They go. <laughs> they go. We got one guy walks in, real fit looking guy, mm-hmm. beard, probably like early forties. Um, Looks some kind of Middle Eastern. He walks in and and they're like, we don't have towels. <laughs> he had his card up to the reader, about to sign in, and goes. Ah, What's the point?
0: <laughs> turned around. the the first world problems of that story is yeah. like is is when like I, pretty massive. When
1: I signed the membership, I was like,
0: "Wait, you signed up?"
1: Yeah, I did.
0: Oh. And I okay. was like,
1: "Well, the the rate I thought it was was already what I was paying now."
0: Mm, but okay. then
1: she told it to me, it was less even well, than that. Offline
0: we'll talk about this yeah. later. But then
1: I was like, I can't wait to try these unicorn hair towels that everyone's <laughs> like raving like about. Me. These must be magical.
0: Oh magical towel. Yeah, I'll
1: tell you, I'll tell you more about it after.
0: Very fun. cool, very cool. All right. So let's let's get into it because as always, we have a ton a ton to talk about. So um uh, so why don't we start with uh the beebs. What's wrong? Did your did your computer die on you?
1: It's just thinking for a little bit. Okay. Go ahead. I All know right. what we're doing. All
0: right. I'm like, we can. you can look at my computer if you need it. <laughs> no, okay. um, so let's talk about the beebs. So do you know who the <laughs> beebs is? And the computer is turning on. <laughs> All right. So do you know who the beebs is?
1: Refresh my memory.
0: His name is Justin Bieber. I mean Bieber.
1: <laughs> Spelled like Bieber.
0: <laughs> Spelled like Bieber, but Bieber. Debatable. Debatable. So Justin is on a song called Despacito which is a song by Daddy Yankee, da- Daddy Yankee, and... Ooh, I forgot who the other person is.
1: This is uh, from the Cuban culture.
0: Is it Cuban? I don't want to mess least, that up. It's at
1: least Spanish. I thought Daddy Yankee was Cuban.
0: He could be. So Luis uh, Fonzi is a very popular... Um, Latino, um, artist. And from, so a friend of ours, I was asking them about the song and I'm just like, tell me a little bit more about this guy and the song and things like that. And she was telling me that, you know, the song Despacito was actually a really big hit in like the Latin community, um, because Luis Fon- uh, Fonzi doesn't do a ton of upbeat songs. He does a lot of like ballads
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, you know, romanticy. Kind of songs, so this is like a little. This is a shift for him, and he's also doing Daddy Yankee, which is also yeah, he's like, hype. He's hype, so it's super fun. So the song has been popular for a minute. It's been popular in the Latin community for a minute, and they're like, "Yo, let's get Justin Bieber in on this." So the song's already been popular, and so Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. like add like add a you know he's singing the hook, he's doing a couple of verses, those kinds of stuff, uh, because then it also expands that. The market. The market to mm-hmm. America, the North, you know. For sure. To the Western, like, the more American-y, European, Western culture, right? Um, so, and the song's actually really fun, very catchy. Um, I was like, oh, cool. Like, it's, and and he, Justin Bieber, sounds very good, good in it. Yeah. Um, good on it. And so, recently, uh, there was, like, some club appearance Justin did, and he sang the song, and he, like, completely forgets the Spanish, because there's Spanish lyrics that he sings in the song. He completely botches the Spanish lyrics, or slash forgets it. And then he did, like, a Snapchat video or some sort of video where he was singing the song, and it sounds really good. He sounds really great, mm-hmm. singing all the English stuff. And the minute the Spanish stuff comes, he's like, blah, blah, blah. Nah. Burrito, burrito. Mofo. He, Mofo. Like, I was just like, he what? Said burrito, burrito? Yeah, he said, like, he said something. He was... He was basically making English words into... And it was saying blah, blah, blah... Instead of saying the actual words. And there's been a lot of debate about... You know... Clearly he did not take time out of his day... To really learn the words of the song... Outside of the studio. And it's a different language... And things like that. And I get it. Um, as someone who... For a long time was classically trained... As a vocal, vocal vocalist... Um, we, I sang a ton of songs in Italian...
1: Okay, I was just, my brain was going there? hmm Continue.
0: And so, one of the things, and I'm singing the song in memory, usually when I have recitals and stuff, I'm singing it. Right. Like, I'm not, the words are not in front of me. I am singing these songs, right? Part of it
1: is memorizing the syllables.
0: Right, the syllables and the, the, the melody and all those right. other things, right? And so, one of the things that my voice teacher would often make us do, like, one of the first lesson was, like, just reading the words and the way that it should be pronounced, and like really understanding the language that i was singing and respecting the language that i was singing. Oh,
1: trying to make you understand the translation.
0: Right, one okay. understand the translation so there's emotion cuz like if you just sing a song, you just sing a song, but if you understand the emotion behind it and the words behind it, right. it's much more beautiful, mm-hmm. it's much more dynamic of a song. Right. Yeah. Um and so and so there's that and also like let's be respectful of this other language that you do not know that it's not your first language, not even your second language. And there may be people in the room that know Italian or know this song really well. And you want to be respectful to the the artist that wrote the song, that wrote this melody, and learn it. So I, as, like, a musician, am appalled that... And an amateur musician now. Like, I was much better back in the day. But I'm appalled that Justin Bieber can't even, like, take a second to respect a whole group of people that know how to speak Spanish. It's not a small population of people that know how to speak Spanish. And not... Respect the language. Like if you don't, if you can't respect the language, to learn it, to at least memorize it in a way, as best as you can. And if you don't know it, stop. Don't mock it, because that just that is demeaning to that culture. It's the same way of like about my name. Say my name correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, not the way you want to say it, the way that I say it. You know, and I think, I think that's incredibly disrespectful. And I know Justin is a young guy, and he has a lot to learn. I hope he can take this as a learning lesson for him. But this just something that's been on my mind. That like, come on now, we're in a much more global world, and he's gonna go to different places that speak different languages. And if they can under, if they can repeat the words of the of the English language that you're speaking so fluently, mm-hmm. and they're from India, from China, from Korea, from Singapore, wherever, right. if they can do it, why can't you, Mofo?
1: So this Mr. Bieber, <laughs> this, this Mr. Biebs, yes, Biebs. Um, he is the same one that we talked about in episodes past. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is the one who phoned in his show in India by by reported accounts of people who were right,
0: there. who thought he was like not great.
1: That's a country of a billion people.
0: Yep. What is he doing?
1: I well no, I mean he's he's fine. You know, who, did you know he's the second most followed person on Instagram? No, oh, Twitter. Probably. Behind Katy Perry and just Before Barack Obama.
0: Oh, that makes me sad.
1: Those are your top three Twitter.
0: Oh, that makes me so sad.
1: So, he... Doesn't have to care.
0: No, he doesn't have, and that's and we I wish we've he created did. We cre- like right. the co- community, the culture has created a person that doesn't have to care about these things. Right.
1: I mean, he's like, like I don't think
0: he's apologized for it or anything like no. that. No, and he because he doesn't have to. He
1: won't lose any kind of followers in the future for it. I can I can't think of something he would do
2: mm-hmm.
1: that would make that would make a serious dent in his popularity as a person. Yep. So, I mean, it's unfortunate. Oh, correction. Daddy Yankee is Puerto Rican.
0: Oh, yeah, no, Not that, Cuban. Yeah. Do Puerto, not get that. Get, we should definitely get that right. <laughs> Puerto Rican.
1: Um, Puerto so,
0: Rico. So,
1: yeah. Anyway, I, I think Beebs is... Uh, it's unfortunate that he chose burrito as yeah, the, he's, like... Yeah, I
0: think he said it once, and then he, like, said blah, blah, blah again. And it was very us. nonchalant. And, like, that's not okay, you know? Yeah. Like, it's one thing to, like mispronounce the word here or there or whatever, but you at least you're trying. There's an effort made. But it's unfortunate. If, if
1: Katy Perry did a song in Spanish, I'm sure she would memorize the words. I mean, That's a number one Twitter. Katy
0: Perry also fetishizes the Asian community often in her in her music. So Does she? Yeah. When did this happen I don't know. This happened in her last album where she like wore a kimono and she she didn't like I think she wore like yellow face a little bit. Um, hmm. so I mean I've seen it and I've just like her, Selena Gomez, has done that with the Desi community and, like, wearing bindis and things like Selena that. Selena
1: Gomez has done that quite a bit.
0: Yeah, and I'm just like... you have seen that. Stick to your lane, buddies. I don't like that. Stick to your lane.
1: Do you think Selena Gomez gets more of a pass?
0: Nope. Because? Nope. You know? Because she's a person of color that she barely claims? Yeah, Nope. I wasn't going to say it. I just didn't I'm, I'm I I'm sorry. I have that. like I have like zero to- like and we'll see this cuz a topic's going to come up where I have like zero tolerance for people.
1: I can't wait
2: to get to that. Yeah,
0: so we'll we'll get there. So let's 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 move on. Um I was talking to Alex earlier today how much I don't want to talk about 45 because we talk about him and he probably did something stupid, which he did. He did something stupid Every today. Every morning I
1: listen and I <laughs> just tuning in. He did in something to stupid
0: the- today. Like this afternoon he did something stupid. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about that. Whatever. But I think. Have you seen the Kathy Griffin picture?
1: I have heard about this. I have not seen said picture. Okay, so oh, yeah. I want
0: you to react live on the podcast. I'm going to show okay, you the picture. Okay, we have
1: it. I heard it was taken down.
0: You have access to this thing? I have thing? access to this the, picture. You mean
1: things on the World Wide Web Is, can never go away? It can
0: never go away. <laughs> she did take it down, but here's the picture. Just give me a sec. <sighs> Sorry, guys.
1: That was not me who made that sound. Sorry. Uh.
0: How do you feel? You see the picture.
1: Wait, where was this? This is... I see TMZ has this reported, but where was it first put? She,
0: I think she, it was on some magazine, or she put it on Twitter. What's I, that
1: made out of? I have a materials question. I just want to know what... It's maybe
0: the, like paper mache.
1: Did she make it herself? I have so many questions about the craftsmanship. Did she
0: make it? Because it's a pretty... So, for those of you who don't know what the picture is, it's Kathy Griffin wearing a blue top, looking straight ahead, kind of a very, like... Stoic. Stoic face. Um, and on her, and she's holding up with her right hand um, what looks like 45's severed head with blood, with remnants, what looks like blood all over the face of 45 um, and by the hair of 45. That's not
1: him. That hair is not platinum blonde enough. <laughs> that, that's too okay, not- dusty
0: blonde. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so, uh, there's been a lot of outrage, um, she publicly apologized, like, on Facebook Live or something and was recorded, um, and, say, and apologized for, like, she went too far, um, in doing this, um, and I will say that that is a lot. Seems a bit excessive. It's, it's, it's definitely excessive. It's extreme. I am not, I think... People know this. I am not a fan of 45 at all. Um, I don't think you are either.
1: Couldn't tell. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not, but I, I'm i also not a fan of decapitation.
0: Right. In
1: so general. In
0: general, I don't think viol- invoking violence. As much as I love a little, you know, rough and tumble that happens on a basketball court. A little
1: razzmatazz. A, ra-
0: a little razzmatazz. Um, I, like, I don't, like... Killing, death, violence, yeah. not my not my thing. Um, and I think, you know, I looked at this and I was like, yeah, that's a lot. And I'm glad she apologized. I get that. And I get and people were outraged. Outraged. Specifically on the right, were outraged of how how this like star person had a severed head of 45 and like putting it out there. Now people this is like no one can unsee this. You can't unsee this. This is now No, it's burned. It's burned in your brain, right? Yeah. And I was like, cool. Where was this outrage when it happened to our forty fourth president, President Barack Hussein Obama? Remind me, jog my memory. So, um, and again, this didn't happen, and there is a difference. People right?
1: drew some cartoons. I remember this. People,
0: so I remember being in college, working, doing all these different things while during his eight years of presidency, where people have made. Uh, Barack Obama's face look like Hitler, like with the yeah. Hitler mustache. Real um, original guys. Yeah, very original. Um, him hanging in a noose, like, as though he yeah, being lynched. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yep. um, lots of cartoons as well. It's like very realistic looking pictures yep. of that. I remember this. Um,
1: oh yeah, there was some pretty nasty very, stuff. Very,
0: like, very graphic. Like, just as graphic as this, I've seen graphic pictures of President Barack Obama being killed. In, I'm saying like we need to, or like even saying like someone assassinate him. Like those are like things that people posted.
1: I would say okay. I'm gonna venture. I'm gonna go out on a wildly uneducated guess. Here. All right. The difference between this picture and the reception it's getting from the right mm-hmm. versus the reception from the liberals mm-hmm. on Obama's mm-hmm. rendered images
2: mm-hmm.
1: is you're looking at something when they drew him or imaged him right. in certain ways. I don't remember seeing a scene that was as bloody as this with oh, a I head have. disconnected, but I think you're also talking to an audience that expected nothing less.
0: Oh yeah. No. Whereas, Cause we expected
1: w- yeah, you're bigots gonna give the and first, racists yeah, and yeah, things like that. The first black absolutely. president who is a charismatic, caring, compassionate, intelligent guy, mm-hmm. you're going to try to tear him down every second you absolutely. get. So we're not surprised. Black men have been getting this, this is happening for a second. Yeah, this is, this is beginning of time. It's the pedigree. <laughs> right. But when you see a white, rich, old man mm-hmm. with his head cut off, the the other audience thinks that is a a person of interest that is beyond reproach right we don't do that to, those people are put on statues sure we have white men on statues we don't take their heads off and bloody them right that is that's what that's barbaric that is barbaric that's a little but it's
0: but it's not barbaric when it happens to a black man
1: yep that's
2: that's what and I'd I
0: think say. and I think so I agree with you I think there's an extent of it that is that I think another extent of it is the fact that Kathy Griffin is a like a, a woman. pop, it's, well, a woman, and also pretty popular as far as like she's in the, like she's in the media. You weren't, or see, she was. Well, well, yeah, she was fired from CNN. Yep. Um, she was fired from CNN doing the, she does like the New Year's Eve thing with yeah. um. I thought and, she did through ABC. No, or whatever. It was with CNN with well, Anderson got, Cooper. Yeah, so she got, got fired. Cut. She she can her. Ten years. Yeah, she's been doing it for a hot Damn. hot second. Um, but I think that I think. The problem is that when it was happening to Barack, our President Barack Obama, what when it was happening to him, it was it was people, it was nobodies, right? There were they were. There were people yeah. from all over the country sure. or even the
1: world that didn't
0: have an influence that Kathy Griffin has. They
1: were police officers in Florida. They were just right, people, or they
0: were farmers, or farmers, they were, yeah. or they were people in a city, or they were people in a right. town. Right? right? They weren't anyone with the influence. Because I remember walking through my campus after campaigning for Barack Obama, coming back and seeing people have yeah. what we describe, these like illustrations of. Barack Obama in a way that was very haunting, but I also, yeah. just like you, was like, I expect, I expect you, oftentimes white males to to do this. Go ahead, from you know the masses. From the masses, I was expecting this, right?
1: But not from Ms. Griffin,
0: no. Who right. is
1: someone we've known for a long time, and She's who's
0: also very controversial,
1: comedian personality, mm-hmm. and on all the likes, she
0: says things to push yeah. people's buttons. Um, I thought it was too far, but I also like. I weirdly was like, I think it's too far because it's like it's it's death and that's not that's how that this is not going to solve anything. It's a anything. graphic death. It's a graphic death. But also, I'm just kind of like, I'm also indifferent because he's an he's an asshole. So like, I don't, you know, like it's tough. And it's like it's a hard place to be because I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a person that is like so like, so disgusted by a person mm-hmm. where I don't care about their humanity because he's yeah. as much as I d- dislike. Forty-five. Mm-hmm. He's still a person that is yeah. a father, a son, a brother. A, you know all those his different. His parents things. are dead, though, right? I think so, and but he not He can't claim that anymore. But he's a person. Yes, <laughs> you know those like things just,
1: still count. Like
0: he was, he was still a son at right. one point yes. in his life. You yes. know, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I don't know.
1: He, uh, but uh, you know, as I'm listening to people's reaction mm-hmm. from Europe, mm-hmm. the European continent, about his most recent visit, right. I was really thinking hard about this, of a shift has happened mm. in the world's position toward the United <laughs> States because mm. of one person.
0: And it's happened even today.
1: Even to, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, stuff's still coming in. With
0: the Paris climate thing yes, and things stuff like that. Yes, stuff's still yeah. is
1: coming in. We're, we're, did he
0: go to the Rose Garden today? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I didn't hear. Was it
0: the Rose Garden? He he, he made an announcement in the White House. Thumbs up, thumbs down. It was bad.
1: Okay. It was, so there no, we go. That was
0: him announcing that we were going away from yes. the Paris. So climate. he went with it. Which yeah.
1: doesn't actually take effect till 2020, but there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. So it takes years and, to roll like, that And like
0: European out. leaders have said, we can't trust yeah. the American anymore. We, we can't we rely the, on them anymore.
1: We are the ones who push that hard. Mm hmm. To make that deal happen. And right. now we're the ones backing out of it. And even when people like Russia and China are not. So it's just interesting to look at how the world is facing us. Yeah. Because of one guy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's just... it's So for the people who like Scott, like, oh, his head is all bloody and all right. this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't like that she did that. But I also am having a hard time with like these European leaders having to decide, am I going to... Get, uh, am I going to support an ally, align myself with uh, the United States,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or am I going to have to be indifferent or cold to mm-hmm. the U.S. because of this administration? And I don't know. I, I Macron. Like- Macron was really pretty much the first one who's like he did the handshake and he said like I want to let them know like I am not going not- to be pushed around by this yeah. this guy.
0: And also Macron and um, uh, Justin Trudeau's like bromance.
2: Oh, are if, they doing that? Oh my now? god, it's
0: so cute. Man And if Obama was there though. If Obama uh, was there! It he could be like so
1: cute! We need to have like <laughs> y- like the hangover, but with them uh, in it.
0: It would be so lit. It would be the best. <laughs> but it'd be like dad kind <laughs> of, you well, know, like very daddy, which is kind of funny.
1: Like Obama and Trudeau together are like the like uh, romance so of the century. But now you bring in like little brother Mac home. Because yeah. he's what, like, Four, 39?
0: Yeah, 39, 40 Yeah, or like, like that, bring yeah. him
1: into the mix. It's a fun script. And Come just, on, Hollywood. All, all put th- that together. All three of them
0: are, like, handsome.
1: And Trudeau's, like, martial arts trained, right?
0: Oh, He's so hot.
1: Oh, yo, this he's is so- a script. I'm gonna start writing this You're tomorrow.
0: gonna write it? Write it.
1: Do it. I'll pitch it out there. <laughs> I need some sponsors, though. If you know anyone, send them my way.
0: But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and, and some might say that this is an artistic direction that Kathy Griffin and her team, like, took. Um, but I think with you know, and I'm kind of segueing into our next topic about great, some great artists. Move. I know I tried. Great move. Um, with um, artists, it's kind
1: of bringing in our last two points. It is a little bit. Okay. Our last two. A
0: little, little bit. Well, okay. we'll we'll get into it. But um, but like artists, you know, you have the flexibility and the freedom to do and whatever you want because you're an artist, right? And like I think of like the things that I've written mm-hmm. or music. Like it's some of it is like very personal things that I will never share or like the one time I did share it was anxiety inducing Um, and there's other things that like I'm going to be controversial because I want to prove a point I want people I want to invoke a feeling I want to invoke and I think that's what this was right very Um, emotive it's super emotive but it's also there's a responsibility that you have when you have a a level of influence, a sphere of influence that is Absolutely. that is not just like what I write privately in my own home as an artist by myself. And maybe I'll perform it at the New Recon, or maybe I'll perform mm-hmm. it on open mic night. That's one thing. But my sphere of influence is maybe 20 people, you know?
1: There's something about images yeah. that you put out there because they're instantaneous. Yeah,
0: because you immediately see you, it. It's
1: the reason that you see lightning before you hear thunder. Right. Sound doesn't travel that fast, and yeah. it takes a long time. And it takes,
0: and it takes time to register That's and be right. like, oh, there's meaning behind that, whereas when something's mm-hmm. in front of you, you're able to kind you of see more. see that
1: blue blouse with that red head, mm-hmm. and it just it sends an image that is, like I said, with, burned into your brain.
0: Yeah, I, you can't unsee it.
1: Cannot take that away.
0: So, and the reason why I bring this up, because there's been two artists, one is a makeup artist, and an, actually both of them are make. One's a makeup artist, mm-hmm. and the other one is, like, she calls herself an artist, I don't know what it is. Two white women who um so what about american? I don't know. Okay. I didn't, again, I've literally read it once and I was just like already irritated uh, because essentially we're talking about blackface. Um in that the white woman took a, this one makeup artist took a white woman and made her uh her her much more gave her much more darker features. Yeah. Essentially made her black um or a brown a more darker brown person. Um and the and the reason why she she did that she said was to have to have women realize like to put themselves in another woman's shoe essentially and she took a picture of it and she said she took a long time to p- post it out there and she got a lot of backlash because she's like people are like yo this is blackface this is not okay um the history of blackface is very dark
1: yeah no pun intended. no
0: pun intended but like it's very it's very gruesome and not okay and so it's something to to be, you like this is not cool and then literally after i read that there was this another artist this white woman who took images of i believe african tribal women and yes. men and recreated like, like sub
1: saharan africa yeah and yeah. they
0: and like it was just like headshot pictures of just like their head and she recreated whatever that like whatever they looked like yeah to her face, this white blonde woman. Yeah. And like from the piercings to the, the, any sort of artistry that was on their face. The lip
1: disc even. Yeah. One. All yeah. of it.
0: Right. And so, and I looked at that. I'm just like, is no, is I'm screaming in the inside. I'm like, this is black. This is mm. not okay. This is not your lane.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, uh, part of it is that it was so realistic
0: It was so realistic. It
1: it was a transformation of, like, 60 minutes proportions. You know Mm -hmm. how they do the, like, what would you do segment or whatever? It was like she was trying to transform her features completely so that she could be mistaken for somebody else on the street. Yeah. Um, To which, technical-wise, skill-wise, It was beautiful. Sure. Amazing job. Amazing. Technically very skilled. To the point about concept, I'm still hanging on... What was the point? Was I think I get the the points from reading what they said. Okay. I don't know if they articulated it in the way or the, She came
0: off incredibly privileged. She's like I can't believe sure. people are taking this the wrong way. I'm like how obtuse are you that you like how that's it's, like a vapid response.
1: It's it's a level of basic that we, we It was a basic
0: we, white girl response. It, I'm not going to lie. It's,
1: yeah, it was a level of basic that we only reserve for children. So when Mm -hmm. I get a call from my friend who works in elementary schools, Mm -hmm. she says, I had a white girl today Mm -hmm. in my class, dressed up like a hero Mm -hmm. in history, the white girl and her, I think the girl was like eight years old, Mm -hmm. it's like a second grade class, decided to be Martin Luther King. Yeah. And so the parents... That's kind of bomb. Well, right. That's kind of cool, yeah. the parents had her wear brown makeup and come to school wearing a suit.
0: All right. Okay. (laughs) So, first of all, parents, what? It's the parents.
1: It's right. We're not even talking. Can I I, tell you? I'm not even mad at the kid. kid. Not mad 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 at the kid. The kid because the kid. Didn't make a, a real conscientious choice with history and context. Right. It made a choice based on like the inspiration. Ki- right. A child is admirers. W- I would
0: hope every kid wants to be like Martin Luther Doesn't King. Doesn't matter in a lot that of ways, he's a right? man
1: yeah. or a man of color. This young white girl thought I want to represent him today. Right. The parents made a choice. Can I tell you? I remember when I was in college, mm-hmm. we used to let kids and this is in Missouri. Mm-hmm. They used to let kids come through the dorm
2: mm-hmm. and
1: trick or treat. Oh, they yeah, go fine. to the different it, a lot of yeah. universities do that. Mm-hmm. Go around trick or treat. Walk past my door one time this kid, probably 6 years old. Yeah. Maybe younger. Is wearing a white sheet that goes, just like a regular sheet, uh, over oh the God. top of his head. Oh God. And then goes down toward, like, his ankles where it all, like, ties into a hula hoop, like a ring.
0: Oh, God.
1: And so it's just, Run. like, this ring down by him and then this white sheet that just covers the rest of him.
0: Was he trying to be a ghost or the KKK?
1: Well... Not, and that's what we said. We were like, we lo- he's not the KKK because it's not pointed. It's not a right. pointed head. There's no holes. There's no crosses. But it
0: kind of makes it pointy. But, with
1: but, but well, no. No, but, at know, the bottom. At the, the bottom, bottom. But then,
0: like, well, the way that it kind of no, goes up. but his head
1: rounded it out. Okay. Right?
0: I'm getting very nervous. It's giving you well, so much anxiety. Well,
1: we're all looking at this, and we're like... we turned to the parents and we said, is he supposed to be a ghost?
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: they said, they looked at us and they smirked and they, I'll never forget. They smirked at us and just said, no.
0: Oh my God. So you're thinking,
1: you're thinking what? KKK? I
0: guess.
1: No. If I could draw the picture for you, it was not that. He was was very clearly a condom.
0: Oh my god. Sorry. I hate these parents. These parents are the worst. He's very okay, a now condom. I feel like I should have children so I can be a better parent than any of these parents that you're talking about. Was, what the heck? And
1: he was very clearly a condom. But I would say but so But the
0: condoms are not white.
1: Well, you can, can you find a latex sheet in rural Missouri? We don't have those around, Bri. <laughs> that's a New York thing. We don't have that oh, at okay. Walmart. So th- so to the parents making choices and a kid not being responsible for it, yeah. that's, that's like a, a blank check. You can right. write that all day. The kid's sure. not responsible. Parents, Be know bad. your history. Make some choices. Mm-hmm. In this situation. These are, adults. these are adult women. White women. Who have this, have not... Grown out of that mindset, because what I read from their explanation was, there's so much pain and hurt in the world, sure. racial divisions, especially. Let's, let's
0: not have what a I am division.
1: saying as a white woman mm-hmm. with this skill set, is that I support you, my brown sisters, and I am for a unified race, human race, just the human race. And I I read that and I'm like. Hey, What's her face? I won't even say her name. I don't care to learn her name. She was the one who was on the Blaze with, um, Glenn Beck's channel, mm-hmm. and she used to say all those like Tommy, asinine Tommy thing.
0: Laren. Yeah.
1: Yes, thank you. And so she went on the Daily young, Show. Young
0: blonde chick. Yeah.
1: Twenty five, twenty six. Yeah,
0: she's young. She went on than the, us. Yeah.
1: the Daily Show with with um, Trevor Noah, mm-hmm. and he was asking her, he was like, all right, you're here. Like, what? Wow, is here. Tell me. Like, right. what is Explain what is going yeah. on? Why are you so angry?" And she said. Uh, one of the things that she said was, I don't see race. I don't see color. And that's like that's that's what what I'm hearing.
0: This is what I and like for me, and I and I know where you're going and like and I get that. I get that's what people are saying, but there is an there is an ignorance to that that is that is not okay. And as a as a woman of color, I I can't. When you say not
1: okay, do you mean unacceptable or unexplainable?
0: It's unacceptable.
1: Yeah, but you don't mean unexplainable. It's not
0: unexplainable. Right. I get it. I understand. Okay, this I'm getting angry, so I need to like not be angry because I, I don't want to. Calm down, Tommy. I don't I don't want to be an angry brown girl. The right liberal now. terrorists are <laughs> at it again. This brina girl <laughs> just ripped everybody a new one. No, um, no, but like there is a I understand when you are, and we talk about this every podcast. We talk about this every podcast when you're coming from a culture and a community where you're not able to see dissonance, yeah. and, or feel dissonance, or recognize that. Because I know that. All, You know, all roads to hell are paved with good intention. And so, like, I Mm. get that there's good intention behind you. I get that you want to unite humanity and these races together. But I need you to not erase my culture. I need you to not erase my experiences by claiming them as your own. Because it waters it down. It waters it down. You will never, ever be a brown Mm. or black woman. Ever. As much like you just won't. And mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean your solidarity can't be with that person. Right. It means being like being by them, being behind them, not in front of them, and be like, look at all the things that I can
1: mm-hmm. do. I remember you said it to me one time, uh, I forget what we were talking about, but the Probably phrase something you, deep
0: and amazing. Yeah,
1: it was yeah. You were like, <laughs> My uh, mine is not yours your experience to claim. It's mm-hmm. not your experience to claim. No, and stay in your lane, boo. Right, and it's and I, like it's like it's the same as protesters going out for Black Lives Matter, and and white people being behind them or mm-hmm. white people being in front of them. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a difference. Yeah, you know, like you got to know where your place is. Right. As an ally. Yeah. And as an artist who's trying to do this. I've, there's certain kinds of clearance mm-hmm. and guidance you need to get from the community of color before you go. Out. Now, I think the other part of this that's important is where did you put it? Mm-hmm. Like, where was this it was disseminated? On social media. It was, okay, so you put it on social media. That's for anyone in the world. Mm-hmm. But if There's you, no
0: context. There's no context. But yeah. if
1: you put this in a place
0: mm-hmm. that
1: is these very d- deep sub-Saharan African images... Mm-hmm. If you take these and put them in front of a bigoted uh, consulate, someone Mm -hmm. from a a consulate, say, like, somewhere from a country who just made some anti-African comments or something, and you put these in front of them and say, like, hey, I'm one of your white citizens, right? and these are black people. This is me with black people. If there's no other black people in your European, Anglo country that you can have pose for you to do these things right. and you take it upon yourself to make a statement toward your own government right i think that's one thing you post that on social media in the context of that mm-hmm. gives a different conversation but sure. you just post hey right. this is me before and this is me after my amazing makeup
0: job it's and then like, this is the original let me show you how good it is yeah why why, why? like why why, why can't why? you just put the original person why it, it's like very it to me it's Again, it is watering down the culture, and I, I get wanting to blur, like wanting to bring humanity together. I want that too. I want that so badly. But stay in your lane, and don't come to my lane unless I invite you. I'm
1: gonna say this: uh, me, not as a social justice person, me as an artist. Sure,
0: yeah, and this is why for I want to bring people, it up because you are
1: for people who create something that is like aesthetically or technically sound very much within the principles of um, what is accepted as quote-unquote good art. Mm-hmm. The masses all buy into it. It has like realistic representational features. Sure, it looks yeah. like a person. It right. looks like an apple. It's rendered very clearly to what my mind accepts as that reality. Mm-hmm. You do something like that to show your technical skill. The The aspect of concept needs to be that much stronger because you haven't pushed the envelope. Mm-hmm. If you just decided, I'm going to make myself look like this other person, you went toward imitation. Right. Not inspiration. Nope. Unless you tell me why this is significantly different than me just looking at the original person. Right. It's the same thing as like, um, pe- I mean, people who paint from photographs. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what she did. Yeah. She's like, I have a photograph of this person and I made it look the same way. And I took a picture. Was it about representation? Was it about the multiple? Was it about publication? Was Mm -hmm. it about like, were you making some comments on dissemination through media outlets? I don't know. And so if none of that came into play and it's just like, we are one world, we are one people, that was not the best way to communicate that. absolutely not. Look, I'm a black person now who looks like this black person who's black all the time,
0: and yeah, and like they can't they can't go whiteface because they're they're black. Like, come on now. Well,
1: I saw white chicks, and
0: Sean
1: <laughs> Sean and Marlon were not.
0: I literally hate you for breaking bad. that up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they were
1: the worst looking white girls I've ever
0: seen. They weren't that great.
1: (laughs) They did white... Okay, you know what? You know what? I'll be Sean Hannity. I'll be Oh my
0: God, what are you going to say? So how
1: come it's... How come... And I want you to answer this, and I know you'll be fine. Why is it that it's disrespectful for this white artist to do uh, a a representation as a black woman, but when Sean and Marlon Mm -hmm. make fun of white girls Mm -hmm. from Orange County... Then no one says anything. They just laugh their way to the box office. Mm -hmm. What's
0: up with that? So White Chicks is a phenomenal movie. Top three. Top three of all all time. Round Uh, up Oscars.
1: In order, least to greatest, Mm -hmm. uh, White Chicks, Mm -hmm. Godfather, Mm -hmm. Space Jam.
0: I 100% agree with you. (laughs) Universal. Universal. Well, Sean Hannity... Fragile white man. Um, How's my makeup? <laughs> it looks great. It <laughs> looks great. Um, what is behind blackface is you don't understand... There is history of people mocking and killing people and lynching people and having blackface to, like, it- mock them and imitate them.
1: This is far There's- before Kathy-, Kathy Griffin.
0: Far before that. And also... There's power be- and privilege being played out. Whereas, as a white person, when I put blackface on, I'm, bl- I'm black for uh, that second, right? Right. But I can easily wipe that off and be my white person self. And I have power to do that. Whereas a black person, they will always be black. Even if they put... Like, when you saw white chicks, you clearly knew it was not... Like, yes, they had white makeup on and, like, prosthetics and things like that. But, like, that's not... They they will never just be white forever. They they won't mm-hmm. have the privilege of that the way that white people do. But now, Sean, you might also argue with me that white privilege doesn't exist. So right. you know we don't got right. time for this. Right.
2: Yeah, no, we don't got time.
0: I, I don't got time. Bye.
2: Oh
1: God, it's so heavy. That it's yeah. so heavy. It goes. It connects back to like the Sambo man and. Um, uh, what, what was it called? Minstrel shows. Yeah. With the, the people going around these these white entertainers dressed up like and mo- black clowns and, and
0: mocking people and like that yeah. and mocking a community and a culture that they have no right to do. They have no understanding of Strip it. Strip so.
1: them of all power and then make and
0: their humanity
1: jokes out of them. Right? Yeah, and that's and then, not okay. And then yeah, and then for for two black men to point out some of the idiosyncrasies of <laughs> Valley girls. Yeah is a way to kind of redeem and equalize yeah. the that field of humanity and, and say, like, you're silly too, mm-hmm. and now it's okay for us to, like, strip away this this power facade right. and just point out, like, all these gr- Like, Clueless mm-hmm. was a great film. Right. Uh, where I thought they did a good job of kind of pointing this out within their own community, mm-hmm. uh, within the white community of... Uh, Alicia Silverstone yes. was a great movie. I don't know, it's been like 15, 20 years maybe? It's more than that. It's been a long time. Yeah. But, the, you know, they did a great job in that film of just kind of highlighting those things that have, of privilege in those right. communities. And I thought Sean and uh, Marlon did a decent the attempt Wayans singing Brothers. Vanessa Carlton yes. from the tops of their that That song <laughs> was popular <laughs> before, <laughs> but it got even more popular after White Chicks.
0: It really did. Broad audience. And maybe just to touch on the last, like, artisty thing, um, we, some people may know about this, the fearless girl in front of, um, the Wall Street Bowl, um, in downtown New York. I saw her the other week. Yeah. And so recently, a, a male artist, uh, made a dog that looks nothing like Wrigley, thank God, um, like a statue of a dog, uh. Seemingly urinating on the leg of... Like, the leg was up. Like, it was clearly a male dog. It's
1: not a very well-made... I'll, I'll also put this in. It's, it's not, not a well very well-made well made dog. No, it's me, absolutely not. I'm more offended by the technical <laughs> skill of it than the actual Alex, that gesture. is not the point. All right, go ahead. I'll let you... <laughs> that yeah, is not the point. tell me more.
0: Uh, but just... So, of um, um, the dog urinating seemingly on the girl's leg... Um, it was, like, taken... Left d- ankle. Left ankle. Uh, I, I think it was taken down, like, that day or the day the next day or something like that. Um, and people were obviously outraged because, yes, it, a male artist who technically was not very skilled, clearly. Um, the Fearless Girl has been really powerful, especially since 45's election into presidency, that I feel like a lot of women have, like, gone to that statue and, and have been, like girls can do anything mm-hmm. and like even if we have a dumbass for a president kind of a thing you know um it's like the nicest way for me to say that um but yeah there's just been a lot of like talk about that um how how very clueless and tasteless mm. the statue being put there was especially because it's a it's a girl it is a it is a child it is not like an, a woman it's not like a
1: but Bri... yeah,
0: oh, Dad, tell me. But
1: Bri... Can you
0: mansplain to me, please?
1: She, it's not that she's a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm not sexist. Mm-hmm. What it is mm-hmm. is that she looks like she's superior to the bull.
0: Mm-hmm. And I wanted you to know that she's not.
1: She is not bigger than the U.S. business mm-hmm. and stock market mm-hmm. economy.
0: Because a dog could still pee on her.
1: Yes, and she needs to know her place, because mm-hmm. if not for the stock exchange, she wouldn't have food on her table and a comfortable bed to sleep in at night, because the the men and women who work their asses off on the New York Stock Exchange are making it easier for all of us to uh, live life, and so she should be grateful mm-hmm. and know her place and mm-hmm. respect Mr. Bull with, by the way, larger testicles than I realized... <laughs> Cause I ran by that the other day and everyone was by the girl in front of the bull taking pictures and this one guy was behind and with the camera he's... and just taking one up the backside and I was like, well, those are some large hole what a hove ho- ho- free what do you call those things? Balls? No, nah, there's a term for them, I forget. It's a dish. You can you can eat bull's testicles.
0: Um so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to uh, turn the podcast off because I'm going to go beat the crap out of us <laughs> for saying all of that to me. But uh, my point, I, but no, my point I get it. Yeah. I get that's, po- what, he that's was what that's thinking. what that's
1: what meant. That's where he's coming from in all that. And I just think it's it's like
0: it just to, to me it just talked about male fragility so much. That's what it is, and Thank it is, you. and it is like We're so. And I was fragile. I just don't have time. I just don't have time for We're all of so your fragile. your dumb feelings of you know what? No. Feelings are important. I'm glad you have it. It is ego. It is it is narcissism. It is pride. It is all things that that great men fall.
1: We need from. to be patted on the back and told we're doing a good job.
0: Yeah, we need to tell you that your wee wee's are big enough and that your testicles f- are, your, big. Your are big. Your testicles are big, and that you are that you are everything <laughs> that any person would ever want.
1: To be clear, I think I also noticed it does have uh, a. F- phallic symbol like a penis but it's more it's more obscured okay I, I know it's like balls but no pe- okay I think there's a penis but it's right. like the balls are accented the other one's not well I mean I don't know what the artist's decision was right that. I don't know but David's penis is out there
0: yeah and it's, it, quite it's small quite tiny
1: it's small I and mean, I've seen it it's, it's relatively to
0: the body relatively small um, well you know why they couldn't do that they couldn't make it relative to like realistic I think we talked about this go ahead and tell me well, it, not like, on this. Not on, like, I, was like, I don't think we ever talked no, about this. No, no. My under, and You please correct me because you're the artist in the room. Go for it. But my understanding is because, like, like physic, like physics wise, it, it wouldn't have worked like with the the materials they were using. It wouldn't have for his Johnson. The, for his the, Johnson to be the size the, that it should have. The marble been. couldn't have supported. it. Yeah, is my understanding.
1: Uh, I call bullshit. I think <laughs> that's because. Maybe if they made it larger, it would break the, off by force, and then we'd have like a a, bro, a broken a castrated David. Right, right. And they just want to avoid well, it altogether. that altogether. But it would still. But the also, like ladies might it.
0: feel a certain kind of way seeing all those penises. That's what I honestly,
1: I honestly think sculptors of the time were led to make smaller things. One because Re- steeped in Christianity, like mm, shame yeah. of of sexuality, but right. also um, men. And their ego in right. general, because the fragility to, of
0: men has right. always existed. I don't want these
1: women thinking that, <laughs> that guys has, are supposed to have penises this big. Because I'm
0: because you know what I am above average. Because if you think this is average, right?
1: I want, look yes, at me. Right? I want look at me. All the women should see small penises on our statues, so that when I have one in my bed,
0: <laughs> my loins
1: it. do not surprise her. No, it's like oh, you look like David, right? Strong and
0: and if you are bigger than David, then you're just like you're just. You are, you are an Adonis.
1: You're an Adonis. You're like <laughs> strong. You,
0: that's, you're everything that a woman wants.
1: Uh. I, uh, but we're, we are fragile creatures. And I think the girl standing in front of the bull, it was a nice gesture of, um, you know, it's about money. It's mm-hmm. about the small... Versus the big. It's the industry. David and the
0: Goliath. It's the, the David
1: and Goliath, and it's yeah. a, and it's a girl for once, not yeah. not a little boy, because yeah. the boy grows up wanting to be on the stock market, maybe mm-hmm. wants to be a part of that, and and you know what the
0: girl who grows the who girl can to too, it. yeah.
1: But she's the one who is the women are less um, portrayed in that role, yeah. As absolutely. being about money, they're the nurturers, they're the right. caretakers, We're the they're the we who, We're yeah. The,
0: yeah, 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 and
1: so they don't, and so it's unconventional for a girl to stand in front of. a a horned beast like that and say, I'm not scared of you. Yeah. And, and then a a small man with his small penis makes a small dog to say, you (laughs) damn it, girl, you should be scared of me. I am.
0: (laughs) I just want to say, Alex said that about the penis, not me.
1: (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast and you made that dog, shame on you.
0: <laughs> that's I want my dog to pee on your dog. That's ridiculous. Um, I'm going
1: to go... Ma- but how would you feel if people started decorating... This is just where my mind went. What if people started decorating it with things that were like a tribute to the girl? What if people put like a layer around her neck or like a hat on her head, like a, like a USA or something? I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't... I mean, I don't think you... I think that's not what the artist wanted, but if that's... If it's respectful, I'm
1: surprised it hasn't happened. Already. I'm
0: sure. I feel like it maybe did during like graduation and stuff, if people put like their graduation stuff on it. Maybe I can yeah. Im- I can imagine that happening. I haven't seen anything. I
1: haven't like seen that. anything yet. But I mean, it's like the little pisser in Brussels. Mm-hmm. They decorated different every day. Oh, it's that little statue that people go see, and it like it's just a little uh, babushka kid, mm-hmm. just like whizzing out of his. Is right, right, right. And people put like different they send things from all over the world. Like right. in Mexico will send like sombreros right. and things like made to his size. And yeah. they'll do it every 365 days out of the year. He I wears mean, a different thing.
0: I'm sure people have done stuff to. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the policing of that looks like. I'm as gonna far go as make
1: some glasses for her.
0: You should. do so so she, she can, can be smart. That.
1: She can see smart and look at that bull. Like, no, I see you. You only gonna see you. I see you clear. <laughs> I
0: see you, dude. Huh. But anyway, but that's like I know this is this is very art hmm. heavy, but I I thought your expertise would be well would be valued in the conversation. Can
1: we stick on statues for a second? Sure. Because I just came across this recently this week. Okay. This, What's going uh, on? I grew up in St. Louis you and did. ran by Forest Park, one of the most beautiful public parks mm-hmm. in the country, right off of Washu, U, okay. Washington University, which is a
0: great university and very nice campus. campus.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, they put so much money into beautifying that campus. I'm sure. And I'm not saying it's fiscally responsible to have that many <laughs> flowers, but like
0: it's beautiful. Hey,
1: it, it's it makes people come there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Forest Park has a statue in it. It, by the way, also, St. Louis has a free zoo and one of the top yeah. ten in the I, it's country. Such it's such a nice. fun zoo. It's nice.
0: It's a great place, not just for kids, but also the adults. Yeah, like, so I, oh,
1: I took dates to the zoo. Mm-hmm. It was such a great place. Yeah. Man. But uh, I love that community, and in it, it, there's a statue in this park. It's mm-hmm. a very large park. Think about it like, it's like St. Louis's Central Park. Okay. If you've never been before, it's not small. Mm-hmm. And so, roads and sidewalks and, mm-hmm. like, Outdoor theater and right. pavilion. you can't just
0: walk in and like from one, one to the like There's it's, a it's, golf
1: course. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a lot. So this um the statue is somewhere in there, and I've been by it before.
0: You've been by the statue.
1: Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a statue. Whatever. It's some guys uh, in bronze, I think, on the front of it, and it's like a odd ob- obelisk, mm-hmm. a small one uh, of granite or something. Yeah. But the front of it is these soldiers, I think, mm-hmm. in bronze. Only recently did we find out because New Orleans and some other southern cities have been taking down their Confederate statues.
0: It's a Confederate statue. It's a
1: Confederate statue statue in St. Louis in this park that I've gone by several times, didn't even know was there. I'm
0: surprised that it's.
1: Well, we were. So, Missouri in the Civil War was like a border state. Yeah. Half of the north. It's like today, people are like. Is it Missouri or Missouri? Because I've heard it both ways. Kit Bond was one of our senators in the state. He used to run his advertisement on TV. And at the front of the advertisement, he would say, the great people of Missouri. Mm -hmm. And then at the back of the advertisement, only like 45 seconds later. And so Missouri deserves a great... Don't... Pretend like I didn't hear you say it two ways. <laughs> like forty five seconds ago you didn't say it the Missouri. other way. Don't try to slip one past me, kid Bond.
0: So I mean so there's there's definitely a cult like a difference as far as like the north and the south. The or north like, and the or south just like reserve. whatever. Yeah,
1: you could be on is, the south. Whatever the Mason Dixon line, the Mason-Dixon line right. runs straight through from Saint Louis to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. South of it, you're kind of in the south, north of it, you're a Yankee.
2: Yeah.
1: Um so we had this thing, St. Louis is right there. And but in the metropolitan area yeah, and a river town, it was supposed to be more like northern, but mm-hmm. some Somehow someone slipped a statue in there.
0: And no one's talked about it or like
1: no. caused a ruckus about
0: it until now? That's I'm so... surprised. Is it been taken down or is it
1: this... they haven't decided yet, but people are raising a stink about it and Good. people are saying, well, some people are saying why? Because it's been a part of our history here and no one noticed it until today, which I think is the worst you know, defense. You why,
0: why take care of the cancer you have? Because you didn't know that it was there until you had it. Oh, wait. This is so stupid. It's like, like That's, like, the stupidest.
1: It's been... Wait, it's been here for over a century, but we just noticed it? Yeah, you can't take it down now, you know. It's like the five-second rule, but for statues, it's a century. You dumb-dumb. <laughs> anyway, my feelings are just, if, if there are statues... In and of the country. Right. That do not align with our ideals. But our ideals are not Everybody's, universal, yep. not uniform across the board. Yep. So, to that, I will say I get the people who are upset mm-hmm. when we tear down memorials like this. Sure. I get people who are upset because the Confederate flag had to come down from your courthouse. Right. But. On the side of caution, erring erring on the side of caution, and what is decent. Take it
2: down.
1: Well, the flag doesn't represent slavery. It represents Southern pride. Southern pride in what? Because the <laughs> in the, the fact pride that y'all had
0: slaves was the slavery.
1: <laughs> like you, the pr-
0: history. <laughs>
1: you anyway. had you had slaves and agricultural economy that was based on owning people. Yeah. It was like the North has their industries and all that, but we have agriculture. But we know who's really doing the planting. Right. Do don't we alexander mm-hmm.
2: hamilton
1: so i i mean it's like i need people to know their history
2: yeah if that's, you the, that's unfortunate the bars
1: and stripes are about more than just saying we don't want to be a part of the yeah. united states it's saying we want to be in control of mm-hmm. human beings yeah and it's it's not and so for the confederate memorials of soldiers you're you're in that same vein.
2: right i don't
1: because yeah. if I yeah. take my kids there, if I take kids there, mm-hmm. if I'm a teacher in St. Louis and I say, oh, we're going through Forest Park and someone says, what's this statue? You
0: have to explain what it I is. I need to
1: explain that to them and say like, oh, so people had pride in Southern culture and that was, but I heard in Civil War in our fourth grade class that the Civil War, the Confederates were the bad guys. Yeah. Then why is this here?
0: Right. Kids ask the darnest things, guys. They're so smart. Yeah, they're so smart before we corrupt them with other things. So, we've been talking for about an hour about a lot of things. Is there anything else you want to add? I know you had one thing you were very excited about.
1: Oh! I'm so glad you didn't let me forget. I know. Of
0: course I would. You're way more excited about this.
1: You have to understand. Than I am. (laughs) I, oh my gosh. So, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't hear... (laughs) There's a new uh, musical being coming. produced. Mm-hmm. It's coming to Broadway. No,
0: I don't know if it's, it's off Broadway. I think it's going to be off Broadway, or like they're they're show, like they're workshopping it and things like that. Great,
1: soon to be on Broadway because it's worth it. Um, Alanis
0: Morissette... <laughs> you big old weirdo, is <laughs> making a musical out of Jagged Little Pill. I know. Yeah, literally so I saw this on like Good Morning America or something and yeah. I and I was watching it as I was getting ready for work and I was like, oh my god, Alex is gonna yeah, be so happy yeah, about this. Yeah, I, I.
1: <laughs> she so for me, Alanis Morissette represents more than just a weird voice and someone who doesn't understand what irony is at all. <laughs> but she is um if you've ever heard her to, have, did you listen to her on uh, Pete's podcast? You made it weird?
0: No, I have not.
1: She was on an episode, and she was... Her now um, is so creative and interesting mm-hmm. in how she views life and the life for her children. Mm-hmm. is like... It, it's it's pretty cool to see where her, her mind is. Mm. It's just worldly and, and yeah. thoughtful. But um, her creative talent wasn't just her hits in the 90s. Sure, yeah. And so... But... And, when I was getting into art in college, there were a lot of nights where I had to be in my little dorm room or inside uh, the lounge in mm-hmm. my my dorm so I wouldn't wake up my roommate. And I would just sit there doing my little projects right. on these, like, small surfaces and just detailed brush strokes and cutting and marking. Right. And you're just, like, hunched over this thing. And I had my headphones on listening to her first four <laughs> albums. Yeah. And I used to just hours just of, jam out. From from like eight at night until eight in the morning. Jesus. Just me and Alanis just long time. going in. And I remember when I first heard one of her songs, I forget what it was, but um it's on like her third album
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it as a high schooler going into college, you don't really know what love is. No. Yeah. You don't really I don't know, know
0: what a, love is now when you I'm thirty. Don't, <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Like what is that? It's such a, <laughs> an obtuse love? concept. Yeah. And she put this song out that was like I love you enough to let you go. If you didn't love me anymore and you wanted to be with someone else, mm-hmm. I love you enough to let that happen. And I thought about... And my young mind, I'm like, you know, the male ego is like, wait, she's not going to be with me anymore? Mm-hmm. But, like... But, but I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And she's like, wait, I she's going to go out with I... some other guy? <laughs> like, how is that, like, love to let her go? Mm-hmm. But she's like, no, if I love this person unconditionally, mm-hmm. and that means I care not of myself mm-hmm. or what makes me happy right. I want more happiness for this person at the sacrifice of myself
0: right that's a very selfless thing to do
1: it's very selfless mm-hmm. and I thought about that and, and just so many of her lyrics touched a, a chord with me and so I just remember going through my phase like freshman sophomore year where I just ran to it I right. painted to okay. it and now to hear oh and Jagged Little Pill was based on the darndest dude you know who that's based on no you know you have you listened to Jagged Little Pill I have you know how like emo it is. Yeah, it's, it's very.
0: That's, like, that's what I'm like.
1: Scorned. It's
0: really. That's why I was just like, you really. Like, I was so like perplexed by why you liked her so much. I was like, this is not you at all. Well,
1: she's a woman done wrong by well, a of man. Course. And well, she's just like, and, and unabashedly takes it out. Like, you know what? I'm going to make an album that everyone She Taylor Swift did it
0: before Taylor Swift became a thing. Is that why people like her? Well, Taylor oh, Swift, I like, guess. talks about her exes all the time. She does. In her songs, yeah. uh,
1: I guess you're right. But well,
0: so he, really, Taylor Swift, a lot of more, a lot is more She did. Yeah, instead of, anyway.
1: She, um, that's based on, that whole album, mm-hmm. that breakup is based on Joey from Full House. No way. Cut it out.
0: Dang! Joey. I did not know that
1: Joseph. That is who that's based on. And so when I think about that's kind of wild how how aggressive she is in that, and I think about his personality on the show. Right. I try to imagine them having dates together because she weird. talks about the
2: yeah yeah one of
1: the songs. And yeah. It's like in the movie theater. Yeah. And you're like Joey. I'm <laughs> just like Joe. But she. Uh, but I'm gra- glad that it's it's still got a resurgence people people are finding use for, for you. It. It's gonna be great. I mean, in the same way that things just always come back around. Jagged Little Pill is one of those things that has a shelf life that it mm-hmm. just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: I'm gonna go see it as soon as it comes out. I, I, I will. I personally want to go see it with you. It's gonna be great. Because you are going to be so hype, and I'm. It's because you don't get hyped for a lot of things, and We're like, true. and I don't even I'm excited like for you live to,
1: music that much.
0: You don't. Mm-hmm. I've invited you, and you've been like, I'm good. Mm.
1: Not to things you've performed.
0: Oh yeah, because I don't invite anybody exactly. to do Exactly. I want to be
1: clear about this. I have wanted to see you perform, no. but you won't do that. No. But to other things, yes.
0: No, I will never do that. You're correct.
1: But thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to share that. Everyone, if you haven't listened to Jagged Little Pill before, or if you haven't listened in a while, treat yourself.
0: Treat treat yourself. All right, so I think that is all the topics for the dabbling section. Again, as always, we have so much to talk about. If you have topics that you think we should cover, make sure you send us an email at dabblandribbling at gmail.com. And we'll be right back. Right, so let's get right into our dribbling section of the cast. Um, It is currently the finals, finally. It took a long ass time to get here. Shocker. Uh, um, And no one is shocked by who's at the finals. Currently, the Cavs and the Golden State Warriors are in the second quarter, about to finish up the second quarter, going into halftime in about a minute. Um, so that's happening in the background, so we're just, we just keep on looking, I know I just keep on looking to see, like, yeah. where they're at, um...
1: That's what we all knew was gonna happen. It was, yes, it we knew it was
0: gonna happen. An
1: 82 game formality.
0: To get here. Jeez. And then a week off, how did you do in the, the week off?
1: Oh, yeah, it was such a long time.
0: I was... Twiddling my thumbs you know a lot.
1: ESPN had not much to talk about. Yeah,
0: because there's, I mean, there's hockey. There was and stuff. Hockey was hockey was Hockey's exciting. Yeah,
1: that's going that on right ex- now. Stanley Cup. Finals.
0: Yeah. So that that's Ugh. exciting. There I was mean, some
1: other stuff in the news. There was like some a baseball fight between some teams, and then some other like off the field. Well, stuff. Tiger
0: Woods was uh, arrested for a DUI. I
1: intentionally did not put that on this week because I was like, I feel like people are making too big a deal out of that. Well,
0: I mean, because he was his alcohol. Was zero. Right. It was alcohol. It was
1: a medication. It was reaction. a medication.
0: Yeah, because he had apparently he had surgery, yeah, um, a back surgery or something. Like that. Anyway, well, he's, uh, yeah, people
1: were like, "Oh, he's in this downward spiral." Everything that was nine years ago, right? And this thing was a reaction to something. Yeah, right. People need to chill out yeah. and let him live.
0: No, I mean, it's it's. I really <laughs> was like, "Oh, this is what my life is going to be once." the finals are over.
1: Oh, yeah, no. As I soon as basketball ends?
0: I don't know what to... I mean, I guess I can uh, watch football. Like, I'll probably do a fantasy team and, like, This doesn't fun. start
1: till like, September. Right?
0: Yeah, but, like, there's a... Yeah, you're right. You everything have, is the worst.
1: But everything... So hockey ends... Basketball ends. Football starts in September. That means it's just straight baseball.
0: And baseball gets really—it's boring to watch. It's
1: so boring to watch.
0: I and I—I'm a Cubs fan. Wrigley is named Wrigley I'm for a, a Cubs reason. I'm a fan. And and how we became friends. I I, heard, yeah. I love St.
1: Louis, <laughs> but I cannot watch all those games.
0: No, and it's it's so much more fun to watch it at the stadium. It's sure. harder like watching on on TV. Sure. I usually watch it for the playoffs. That's about it.
1: So I don't know. So your week was just you sitting. I, I and I was
0: just like. And, of course, most of it was just commentary about who's going to win. And everybody between.
1: chose the Warriors.
0: No, there's a couple that chose the, the Cavs. Where did you hear that from? Um, Shaq chose the Cavs, and so did Chuck.
1: Oh, yeah, from the TNT crew. Yeah. Everyone on pretty much the, the journalists and staffer crews for the networks have chosen the Warriors.
0: Right. When you have a staff <clears throat> team like that, it makes sense that you would win. Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs>
1: It was a very light role. I wasn't... I, it wasn't at you directly. It was just really at everyone who's been saying, like, Warriors in four, Warriors in five at the most. Or people no. who acknowledge and say, like, oh, Warriors in seven. But no one has said the Cavs except for those two bald guys you just mentioned.
0: The bald black guys.
1: The bald black guys whom I love. Um, but I, uh, I'm i calling Cavs in seven still.
0: I, I, think, I think we're the only two... C- Basketball commentators that feel this way. Yeah, I, I, I I'm agree. like, I don't think anybody else thinks like us. Anyway. But anyway, there's... The, but there are other, like, basketball-y things happening. Um, le- was it last week or the... No, it was last week that your dope person of the week was Enos Kanter. <clears throat> it was last week. Um, and... Look what s- happened. S- literally after our cast, like, the next day, his... The Turkish government um, had a warrant for his arrest for being yeah. a terrorist. Yes, yeah, that's right. And so Alex and I were like, what? <laughs> we, and uh, we tried to really understand what is going on in Turkey. To say the least, it is very complicated. It's very, very dense. And very complicated, and it's long history. It's not something that just happened yesterday. Yo. This is like years older than us. Older than
1: us. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I thought it started...
0: Oh, it's since 2000. Yeah.
1: You know, stuff just started unraveling. No, this happened before you and I were born. We weren't even concept in our parents' minds. Right. (laughs) Like,
0: that's how.
1: We we just Googled it briefly to be like, what...
0: What is happening? What is
1: happening to Turkey? What is the conflict in Turkey? And we looked it up, and we found this article from BBC News, which could give us the most brief and to-the-point explanation. The The title of the article is called Turkey... Versus serious Kurds versus Islamic steak. It's Islamic state.
0: State. Not S- steak. Not steak. <laughs> state. They eat beef. It's not <laughs> pork
1: they, they don't eat. Yes. Yes, yes you're okay. right. Okay, so these three things versus one another, and I'm like, a trifecta of conflict sounds very complicated. Right. Long story short... Uh, it's hard
0: to even say, long story short, because it is so complicated. If you,
1: if, in yeah, throw, tell me if I any mean, of this sounds unfamiliar or what we did not cover, but mm-hmm. Turkey has the government run by uh, President Erdogan mm-hmm. who wants control of his government. This is his country. He's like, yeah. I run shit here. Right. And. Uh, As
0: presidents sometimes say. Yes.
1: <laughs> and, and. Despite the negative Kovtavr. Kovfifi. Kovfifi. Or whatever you tweet this week. Um, oh, but he He said, uh, but there's some Kurdish citizens of Turkey, the Kurds, who want more uh, liberties mm-hmm. and their own rights acknowledged, and mm-hmm. they don't feel like they're being treated as fairly, as citizens of Turkey. And so they've either wanted their own state, Separate from Turkey, or Mm -hmm. they want realized liberties and rights. Right, within
0: their country, right.
1: Right, and so the the fighters um, on that side are called the Popular Protection Units, Mm -hmm. or... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to mess this up.
0: To say there's the least, this three. Is, there's, there's three so, people, so three groups of people involved.
1: Let's go to the diagram that looks like a child's there's a, place there's, that there's helps a, me understand.
0: There is an infographic. Thank you, BBC. <laughs>
1: yeah, BBC said, all right, so long story, we'll start at the top. The top is Turkish government um, has been fighting one group called the PKK since 1984. Right. They, they don't like the PKK. No, they don't. It's a working party, uh, which they say is a terrorist group. Right. And, uh, the U.S. and EU acknowledge it as a terrorist group as well. They say, "Okay, okay sure, I'm into That's it. That's fine." Yeah. Um, Air against the Kurdish PKK targets in north Northern Iraq, and airstrikes against the Islamic State in Syria. Mm-hmm. Those have been going on. They've been Turkey's been like happening
0: over thirty years. Long time. Long time.
1: <clears throat> so the Turkish government is fighting the Turkish Kurds, the PKK. Right. The, the, Kurds within Turkey and acknowledging them as a terrorist group. Right. Within.
0: And most people, most Western, so America and the EU recognize this. Yes.
1: They are, the Turkish government is hostile toward the Syrian Kurds. Right. But.
0: And they're different from the PKK.
1: Different than the PKK, different part of the, the PYD.
0: Mm-hmm. PYD. You're not Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> not PYT. PYD as in dog.
1: Uh, and then there's, of that, is the YPG, an armed force aligned to the PYD. Mm-hmm. So PYD is the party itself, the Democratic Unit Unity Party. Mm-hmm. And they're aligned. Check this out. So the PKK we don't like. Right. They're the bad guys within Turkey. Right. But then you got the Syrian Kurds, the PYD, which is the... Democratic Unity Party, which is aligned with the, to the PKK, like. yeah, the PKK. But then you have the YPG, who are the armed force mm-hmm. aligned with the PYD.
0: So there's too it's, much happening, and they're like, oh. and so
1: Turkey's like, the PYD are a terrorist group, but the U.S. says no, the PKK are a terrorist group, but the the PYD, the eh, Syrian just, Kurds, the Syrian Kurds, they're just like. They're upset.
0: They want their own situation. Yeah,
1: and then the Iraqi Kurds, the KRG,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're okay with them. So to all, and then the Islamic State on the outside, everybody's fighting against them, and right. the Turkish bomb bombing them. Yeah, right.
0: also known as ISIS.
1: ISIS. ISIS. I S I S.
0: Right.
1: So, as you can understand, so clear as mud, right? Totally clear. That's exactly (laughs) what we understand. So within all that, Enos Kanter is being labeled as an enemy to the state.
0: Right. Because Because of his comment. Because
1: of his commentary and criticism of the president
0: Mm.
1: of Turkey. What does any of this mean to us? As U.S. citizens, I don't know. Because we
0: people. make fun of the president all the time, and yeah, I, there's no arrest warrant for me. I
1: think what's great is Enos pointing toward, and he says it, he's like, the human rights violations. Mm-hmm. Other countries don't worry about, criti- well, the U.S. Mm-hmm. People in the U.S. kick yeah. kick their president all the time in the media. Right. And they joke about him. Literally, SNL
0: just him. talks about that right. this whole past season. Yeah. And
1: no one's going to jail. Yeah. To the point where... People fear for their own lives. So, I mean, his family disowned him
0: mm-hmm. this past
1: week. And I think if you're a family with a son who's got a warrant for an arrest in a it's country prob- with this much hostility, you have to disown him.
0: Right, whether you want to or not. And, and right. he's openly said that he hasn't talked to his parents in a long time.
1: Which may or may not be true, but, mm-hmm. like, that's what you have to say. Right. You know? So yeah, I mean, his situation is one where I mean, he on social media made light of it. Right. It so, t- okay. t- is a mocking thing toward right. the government to say, "Okay, I'm a seven foot tall, 25 year old professional basketball player who makes." Millions. And Russell Westbrook
0: is my teammate. And Russell Westbrook
1: <laughs> will fight you like the honey badger <laughs> if you try to take me from the starting lineup of this team.
0: He's gonna be like, "Where's the oh, center?" He's
1: not. Sorry, he's not starting. He's, he's, he's actually.
0: He's he's a center though, right? Is, he's, he's yeah, he's, uh, he's a up. bench. He's a he's a bench center. Yeah. But either way, you. Benches come out and play all the time, so... Yeah,
1: no, I mean, Stephen Adams needs a rest. Yeah, you got to come out there and do your thing. So, I mean, like, I hope that he doesn't get arrested. I, on yeah. American soil, for sure, I don't think that that's likely. It's, people would notice if he wasn't in the game. Right. In the arena.
0: Seven-foot dude, yeah, I think so.
1: You know, so <laughs> I think, so on social media, I think it was... Um, only fitting and made sense for him to put out some kind of a, a joking statement toward the government right. to say like, "Look, you can try to put terror on people right. across your you own country. You can flex your muscles
0: all you want. I got more. <laughs> I
1: live here and I'm good. <laughs> Bye. Good, good for you, Ennis. Um, but yeah, I hope every. I mean, just it just brings more knowledge to us mm-hmm. about the situation that I didn't have before. Yeah, and so and
0: still don't it's truly understand. So complicated we truly took a good like 20 minutes to try to understand this and we were like and even 20 minutes is not long enough it's not even long enough yeah we were just like okay let's just try to at least educate our cast you know listeners to be like you know at the end of the day i hope like people just read because i and it really speaks to like our like personally i can only speak for myself like i clearly am not looking beyond Sure. New York City or the state, the United States of America, right? Yeah. And even that I'm really bad at. So um, I feel
1: you. I mean, and so yeah. So you hear all this, and the linking word here for me is Syria. Yeah, we didn't even touch on their own conflict going right. on in Syria, and, and that's Aleppo, a whole another. Yeah, that's a whole another level. That it's like when you think about these two states side by side, mm-hmm. and the the and conflict. Iraq is right
0: underneath it. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: just like man, we live, and you think about as much as there's. Fear mongering mm-hmm. and all this talk across media circles, usually in conservative circles, about they're threatening our livelihood, they're taking away our liberties, they're the threat to American way of life. We have never seen an organized army or military no. on our soil.
0: I've seen it when I was part of um, when I was part of the Desert Storm in well, yeah. Kuwait. But I, but what I remember, I was so young, and I right. what I remember is fairly, like, traumatizing. I still remember it. Because I remember being by a window and my mom and dad, like, pulling me away from the window. Mm. That's all I remember. I don't remember much else. I also remember, like, like, fleeing as refugees. Like, I I do remember, like, bits and pieces of that. But that's, it's scary. It is not, uh... Yeah. And my parents lived through that, like, when Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. Wow. Yeah. My parents lived through that for, like, a month before the Mm -hmm. Indian government... Came and got involved. It's gotta be so scary. Yeah, I don't know how my parents did it. I'm, like, stressing out about a move that's two miles away. And, like, <laughs> you know, like, and, like, my parents, like, have dealt with, like, war. Oh. War and, like, moving to different countries several times of their life by themselves without anyone they know, you know. That is
1: an incredible feat. Yeah. But that's so, I mean, we're, we just take it for granted that we live in a country where... I, like, look, we're safe. By and large, we... Ha- I mean, not, no one's safe anywhere in today's sure, world. Sure, absolutely. But when you look at what happened in Kabul
2: mm-hmm.
1: recently, and our, you know, prayers and thoughts go out to the families and friends of people who lost loved mm-hmm. ones there, but you can be in in an environment like that where you've got warring factions... Right. At
0: There's no guarantee you'll be alive tomorrow. You
1: don't know what yeah. the day holds for you. Right. You could be anywhere in the city and... Everything gets taken away in a yeah. minute, and it's just like the ideologies are clashing, the the
0: leadership yeah. is funky to say the least. And
1: there's talk of chemical weapons and yeah. you know insurgents and and all this. And we live in a, an economy where we can. Uh, I wake up and don't worry about me sleeping that night. Yeah, I take it for granted.
0: Yeah, and we've we have been victims of terrorist attacks in this country on a large scale, on small scale, in any scale, you know? And so it's just, it's, I mean, I, I just, I thought it was important to bring it up because I think it's important for us as, as people of this country to not be so close-minded to our own, like to, you know, be, be diverse in our knowledge of what's going on in our world, not just what's going on in our backyard, but what it, how it could be affecting family and friends of those that we love.
1: And I'll say this on a larger point to people who are, you know, concerned about immigrants coming to our country Mm. and bringing their customs and way of life and all this. I appreciate that the NBA has brought in such an international Mm -hmm. pool because had there not been... A Turkish player in the we NBA. would not know about that. I wouldn't care about that. There are players not represented from other countries now, sure. where we don't have something to talk about because their voice is not represented, right, in the league. Yeah. So whenever you bring someone from another nation state,
0: and they to, talk about their experiences yeah. and their and you the enrich things that they deal with, yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: you enrich our knowledge of the world.
0: Yeah, like I learned more about Patty Mills from the Spurs mm, mm-hmm. just from. Like and just hearing his story, I was it was like a, a like a ten minute clip that happened in SportsCenter Center a, a while I don't back. Know that. He's Australian, right? He is, but he also has Indigenous background mm-hmm. in him, and so yeah. like he was kind of talking about that and like how he kind of came up and did the things that he did, and and how, where he is right now is mm. you know one of. The player that showed up when they when they needed him to show up. I mean, they're not in the finals, but like, you know, whatever. Not his fault. Um, but like, I would have never learned about that indigenous culture or his story or mm-hmm. that that community if it wasn't for him. And he's like, like he's so loved by his community back mm-hmm. in Australia, um, by both you know white Aussies as well as those of the indigenous community that he's a part of. You know what?
1: I, and I all of this stuff builds on itself mm-hmm. and I don't want to say too much more because we're getting a little bit away from Ennis mm-hmm. with what mm-hmm. I'm about to say mm-hmm. but I, I do want to pay some respect to just the natural uh, evolution of players in mm-hmm. the world and where they're coming from because the NBA as it started mm-hmm. and, and it hits I'd say we'll call it by our perspective the golden era mm-hmm. was probably during the 90s right some I mean, would from argue, our yeah. from our perspective, some people would say the 80s right. weren't amazing.
0: Right, some will that, say the 70s, um, yeah, whatever.
1: But I would say just of those players that I remember being iconic during that generation, mm-hmm. and the people who came after, mm-hmm. so think about the early 2000s, Iversons, um, Carters, yeah. Kobe, uh, Shaq. McGrady, Shaq, a lot of these players were coming from uh, more urban or metropolitan areas yeah coming from more cities
2: mm-hmm.
1: by and large right. or small cities like akron ohio right um orlando florida um newport news virginia right some of these places are like established cities right um carmelo's from new york right. stuff. d-rose chicago mm-hmm. but uh michael jordan was from rural north carolina yep. And Charles Barkley was from uh, Auburn, Alabama.
2: Yeah, Alabama.
1: And Carl Malone, I believe, was from Louisiana. I think so. I believe he was. Okay. Uh, Reggie Miller is from, or not Reggie Miller, um, freaking Larry Bird, mm-hmm. Indiana. Right. Like rural Indiana. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson was from rural Michigan. Right. Like a lot of the stars that were very popular growing up in our days were from more country parts of right. the U.S. Right. And then you come into the league, and they represent these major cities. So right. you're seeing all these talented players from Boston and L.A. and Chicago, mm-hmm. but they're not really from there. They're from, like, middle U.S.A., right. and they played out and they're right. like, small communities. Now you look at all those guys who got to watch them in these major city markets, mm-hmm. and they themselves grew up in cities playing, too. And so... A lot of our league is made up of urban players. Right. The game has changed the game is a little different maybe less fundamental, more creative mm-hmm. in certain respects and more finesse maybe less physical depending right. on your perspective mm. and more international yeah we just like our borders expanded it's less
0: and I small feel like town. we're gonna we're gonna get more international players as as the NBA has mm-hmm. become much more yeah. much, much more global.
1: And then we're going to get the Monstars because, like, that's it, just the evolution of things. Right. Just, like, the onwards Monstars and upwards.
0: Versus the Looney Tunes.
1: I don't know if we're going to get the Looney Tunes. They're not, they're not real, Bri.
0: <laughs> but the Monstars are. Yeah. Speaking you, of Monstars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something happened last week after our podcast that I didn't want to talk about, about LeBron James, because I had some feelings about it. Do you want to talk about what
1: it is? I think I know what you're talking about. Um, Is it that LeBron James Mm -hmm. is now the Mm all-time leader in playoff points scored? Yes. Is it that LeBron James is the only player in NBA history to record 6,000 career playoff points? Yes. What a guy.
0: (laughs) So I only feel this type of way because he passed up MJ, and I have a lot of feelings about it.
1: MJ held the title for so many years. Many, many years. Until one LeBron Jordan came... LeBron LeBron Jordan? Jordan? Who who are you? (laughs) When LeBron James came along and said, like... I mean, it's amazing because the doubters for his career... Could have oh, taken yeah. him. The kid came from high school with all this hype. And a lot of and people he could have
0: failed. He thought he pers- would
1: fail. Like, this is too much I pressure. I thought he
0: would fail. I'm I like, thought
1: the same thing. Oh, like, you're giving him like, a sneaker. He hadn't even played a game yeah. yet. Yeah. And how is he going to do this? He's a chosen one? Girl, Chosen one across yeah. your back. <laughs> but he had a tattoo across his back. We are like, you, dude, you're putting way too much pressure on, on yourself, yourself. You need to but back you know up. know I
0: think he's always known that he's... He knew it. He knew it.
1: And he's taking care of his body. And it's a testament to his... His regiment, his healing, his his endurance and his ethic. He's gotten work skinny. Ethic. Like
0: and not oh, like skinny in like a like scrawny way, but like he's definitely like lost some weight, really toned down and mm-hmm. like and like toned up, I guess. You his, know?
1: his uh his endurance and fitness regimen is pretty intense mm-hmm. to the point where now you see, I think he said it too. When he turned thirty ish, he was like, Okay, I can't slam it and jam it all the time Mm -hmm. some of my body's going to need to preserve itself right and so the lighter Mm -hmm. i am the quicker i can move yeah instead of being slowed down
0: i mean his his three points um his shooting from the three the three-point line is significantly better than it has Mm -hmm. been in his whole career yeah um he's i mean he's deserving of this like this accolade um i thought his um I thought his uh, the <laughs> press conference afterwards was really funny, because he's like he's like, I've always wanted to be like Michael. I you know I. Wanted to, I wanted to do the fadeaway like Michael. I wanted to, uh-huh. you know, I wanted to play like Michael. I wanted to, like... I wore look, my
1: wristband like Michael.
0: Yeah, I, like, wore my wristband, my... Whatever warm-ups that he, sleeve. Right. All these different things. Like, I wore, like, the, the, his shorts the way that he... Like, he was uh-huh. just talking about all these things. He was talking about, like, how, like, the, oh, I didn't do, like, the hoop earring thing. So I was just right. like, okay, that's fine, whatever. He's like, well, I'm just not balding like Michael. Well, at least not yet. And I'm just like, what? Uh, <laughs> everyone's like, LeBron. <laughs> and, you can but did you see Tristan? Yeah, Tristan Thompson's like you see ah. Thompson face after he, he like so
1: Tristan, his teammate, is sitting behind him. Right,
0: sitting behind there, like a bunch of them around him. Right, and so he says like, "Well, I'm not balding like Michael. Well, at least not not yet." And like maybe that'll happen after. And then uh, Tristan's face uh, was every all of our faces like uh, what? And also like I can't believe he just admitted that he's balding. He, well, it's not just. <laughs> Or
1: that he could be balding. He he admitted I could be balding.
0: And it's like, honey, you are. You are
1: (laughs) balding.
0: We all know.
1: So it was just him like, because you always wanted to say like, okay, look, you see his head. I see his head. We've watched his head over the last, (laughs) over a decade.
0: Over a decade. 14
1: years, because he has 14 (laughs) sneakers. Yeah. You... (laughs) have been balding, honey. We've been watching it, <laughs> sweetheart. So, so, sweetheart,
0: I need—I need to hold your hand and talk to you about. And this. we all
1: knew. We all knew. So you're thinking he's very self aware. He is a primal, a prime, primal athlete on the court. Like mm-hmm. he is—he is just like. Gutsy. He knows his
0: body. He knows what he can do. So he
1: knows the passing lanes. Absolutely. He knows his teammates. He knows temperament. He, he knows management. Mm-hmm. He knows like business. He, he has, knows it all. He has to know he's balding. Surely he's not in denial. And then oh, he very he's much is so in denial. It's like the plugs. No, these aren't plugs. LeBron, we all love and respect you. It's just okay. admit it.
0: or just shave your head. You would look great. He you really a, would look. Great. You would look great. Like he, I thought, like Michael Jordan looked great. Like yeah. with his with his shaved head. It's it's
1: just funny to watch a guy who again has male almost, fragility. He seems like he has everything. He <laughs> seems like he's totally in control. But that hairline is his well, is his kryptonite. Like,
0: well, hair is. General is a very like, like it's a very attractive thing on your head. I know like other other people have feelings about like hair on your legs and armpits and things yeah, like that. Sure like whatever, whatever. Uh, we're not we're not talking about that. It's but a like, point of identity. It's a point of identity. Uh, like you know, I I know people who have had cancer who went like shaving. Sure. Shaving their head is like a very yeah. um, traumatic and hard thing to do because there's there's a lot of identity and beauty in that it's like at least in the indian culture at least like Mm. in the desi culture like your hair the longer it is like the more beautiful i remember cutting my hair like very short like very rihanna like shorter the back a little longer in the front my dad didn't talk to me for a couple of days because he was so upset uh. about it. Because he's like, your your beauty wasn't your hair. I'm like, my beauty is in my face. <laughs> is it all of this? <laughs>
1: I can't even look at you. <laughs>
0: Where's the rest of it? Um, it was like, you know, he was just like not happy about it. I just mean, it's right. hair. It'll grow. And I also told him, if you like hair like long hair so much, grow it yourself. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> that, was not, that was also not a great thing to say to your father.
1: <laughs> you know I we're fragile.
0: Yes. Well, it comes back. I mean. I think men balding like I mean I recently I, I showed you I think I sent it to you it was a clip of like male weaves now like that black yes. men can now start yes. having if you uh, are balding
2: yeah
0: um, which I mean women do it all the time so uh, like you know again do you but yeah. I'm bi- congratulations to LeBron for passing but just you you are balding but honey. you know
1: what but you know what it was funny and ESPN ran this stat mm-hmm. after he passed Jordan right it said. How many games did he do it in? He Ugh. did it in many more games than Jordan. Right. Jordan did it in like forty less games or right. something like that. How many shot attempts?
0: Yeah, I know. LeBron
1: had far like one hundred eighteen less
0: shots. I know. So what is more? It's like he's more he's, efficient. He's, well, he's that, more or does efficient. it even out?
1: He's more efficient and he's had way more assists. Yeah. And that's what he said afterwards. Was I wanted to show kids? you know i could play the game like lebron and make the extra pass
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: okay to lose the game Cause often, even if you made the right if you made the right pass
0: right because at the end of it like when you think of the greats you think of michael you think of kobe kobe doesn't Scores. ever they just score they don't right the, when did kobe ever pass <laughs> like and i know uh, yeah <laughs> no. like i'm like when did he pass i don't, I don't remember I don't know. <laughs> um he yes he had 80 points that one game but when did he pass yeah. <laughs> didn't he <laughs>
1: With that, he had Smush Parker. He was like, "I'm not gonna pass it to Smush. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not
0: gonna do that." Um, but also, speaking of LeBron, I mean, congrats on that. But yeah, there's let's been some the other stuff. The, some not so great things that have happened to him. That's so wild, as man. Yeah, so as I. So I I read this article and I texted Alex and I said, "Alex, WTF?" And I sent the link. And Alex said, I have not clicked your link yet, but I'm pretty sure it's about this. <laughs> and he literally did a screenshot of the article, like, not the exact article, but essentially, one, yeah. like, the the topic. And it's about Le, uh, LeBron's um, house in his home in L.A. was vandalized with the N-word, uh, kind of painted on the fence or something. Spray like painted. Spray painted on the fence. Yeah. Um, which is very upsetting to happen to anybody, um, but especially to someone who is of his caliber, Um, do you remember what he said specifically when he was asked about it today, Um, what LeBron said?
1: I don't remember.
0: But he said something very eloquent. So he Mm -hmm. was asked about it, and he said, you know, no matter how popular, famous, how much money you have... It doesn't matter who, like, doesn't what it matter. is. It is tough to be black in America.
1: <laughs> we And he said, we've known this for a long time. Yeah. And, and people like,
0: say this behind closed doors and now clearly in, in front of people all the time. He's
1: like, people have their faces mm-hmm. and they reserve certain things and they don't say things out loud or express sure. these things. But deep within them, these things can lie and wait. Mm-hmm. And I think it was great. They asked him, are you surprised and shocked that this guy, but he's like, shocked? Yeah. No, No. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Come
0: on, and even I don't even think he was surprised. He was. It's it's just disheartening, and you could even see it in his face when he was talking about it. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes a toll on a person to do that. And I and you and I you asked me the question of like, what would Michael do? What would Michael Jordan do? do? Yeah. And I was researching. I was like, I was doing some digging because you know I remember when um, Michael Jordan's father James Jordan passed away, and then that was the year that he won the championship on father's day, which was like another, like I will never forget him going on the ground, Mm -hmm. hugging the ball and crying. And I remember crying with him, you know, just being so as a young person recognizing, I know your father died and this is father's day. And you're just, you have a lot of feelings and you are allowed to have those feelings. Um, I just, he didn't talk much at all about his father's death because it was a violent death. Mm.
2: Um,
0: and
1: which some people have conspiracy thoughts around, yeah, like that, about, yeah. about
0: like Jordan's sure. gambling and things like that. And I don't have time for that, like, right. it's, some, it's someone's father that passed away, it's someone's husband, right. someone's brother, you know, it's that's not okay. Um, and I was just like, man, this is like, I don't know what LeBron, uh, what Michael would have said if this happened to him. But I'm also recognizing that we're also in a world where, like, I'm seeing press conferences and stuff on my phone, on my on my mm-hmm. Instagram feed or my Facebook feed, you know. Or and so I like I know that we, I can't compare the both of them in their social stance of things. Yeah, just because they're, it's different, it's I, just different.
1: I honestly thought about that. I don't think it would have been even brought up. I don't yeah. think it's something we would have heard about.
0: And no one asked, like, I mean, people... I think someone asked him about, like, you know, how are you feeling that you won this championship, right, to Michael. Um, and, and especially when his father had passed away. And he was just kind of like, I'm just... I did this for my dad. Like, I, like, you know, it was just more that. for daddy. Yeah, it wasn't for... It wasn't about gun violence or violence in general. And recently, Michael has been a little bit more vocal about things. He apparently donated over $2 million yep. to... um like, violence against black men and women. Yeah. Um, like, this organization that helps kind of combat some of the police brutality and just ignorance that happens when someone sees a black person on the street. Yeah. Which is, you know, messed up that we have to even say that. Um, and he said that I'm doing this to hope hopefully to combat some of the, the negativity that's out there so mm-hmm. that we can... And I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. If you're in your older age. Because he's... I have to think that, like, he's... Michael Jordan is not 30 years old. Michael Jordan's the age of my father. Yeah. So, like, my dad isn't good on social media. He, he doesn't talk sure. about his po- political views the way that I openly talk about my political views. Sure. So
1: Michael Jordan was not woke during his
0: time. That if, we know of. Maybe he was and he just didn't, like, talk about it. Because no one asked about it. it was a, yeah. I don't think it was a culture, a community or a culture that talked about those the, things.
1: The, um, who was the player on the Bulls who shoot lights out from three who was very politically engaged? in that? african politics i forget he he was on the open run podcast but he uh was saying like when he was with the bulls michael like he couldn't talk to michael about those sorts of things and have any kind of responsiveness from him or hmm. receptiveness because michael was very much in his lane of thought of like this yeah, basketball. So, yeah i mean not like dissing what he was saying but like i hear you but like you know, games later and I got to stay in mode and everything. So he really couldn't be bothered. It's also a
0: different, it's a different league, we're in a different world. So like LeBron, I commend LeBron for saying. A lot of people are. For saying what he did because it is a very natural reaction, right? Like Mm -hmm. none of us are surprised when there's nooses up for... Apparently there was a noose up on. uh, After I read this, there was a noose up on the African American uh, Museum Heritage Museum Mm -hmm. in D.C. Someone put a noose there or something. Yeah, and so it's like, I'm not surprised that this is happening, and it's just like very frustrating that it's happening. And and I appreciate that, you know, reporters are asking LeBron those questions like, were you surprised? How do you feel? Mm
2: -hmm. Because
0: it's it's nice to have a face like LeBron's. Who is popular and who um, has a sphere of influence that is greater than the twenty people or you know that we know, yeah. right? Like his sphere of influence is huge, it's wide, yeah, It's wide and and very vast. And so it's, I'm I'm proud of him for saying what he said, and I'm I I'm so sad for him and his kids and his wife to have to know that that happened at their house. How violating, yeah. you know?
1: That sucks for them. I mean, as, as young men, yeah. uh, as his kids, like I would just. And
0: his young daughter, too. He has a young oh, daughter. yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but to think. Don't forget about the girl. <laughs> she <laughs> doesn't play basketball, does she?
0: You don't know her life yet.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But to think, like, this is the home where we stay, where yeah. we sleep. My mother's here, mm-hmm. we're here. But my dad is miles away on yeah. the other side of the country right now doing his work stuff. So he can only FaceTime with us. But to know that strangers with mm-hmm. malice and bad things in their heart came up to our house and, and made a that. statement is, is very um, it's, it leaves you feeling insecure. Yeah. And and I probably not very well protected. So I don't know. I but in his voice and the way that he responded to those interview questions I, in his face, saw a guy. Not as much. He didn't disheartened, sure, but he didn't seem taken aback or in any way like if it, it faltered his bedrock in any way. You know, no, some totally. people would be he, like, was,
0: he wasn't moved.
1: So he was not moved at all. He was like, oh, this happened. I'm unmoved. Yeah, like what else happened today? It was it. It's a Wednesday. I'm sorry, I'm
0: a black man. This it's happens. a Wednesday.
1: Yeah. Like honestly, he's it, what it said to me was like this guy from the guy who spoke at the SB's. Yeah. At the top of the the docket for the night, mm-hmm. as someone who made statements openly about various things that have happened in the community, the U.S. community re- revolving around race. This guy is like, oh, someone spray painted the N word on my gate. Oh, that's. Y'all didn't know people thought I was the N word.
0: Yeah, Oh, you, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that.
1: I've my, and I also
0: know people in this in this gated community may be feeling that way. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Look, I, you know, I just think. Having someone in his position, and Jim Brown, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame running back, Isaiah Thomas, Hall mm-hmm. of Fame point guard, mm-hmm. have all, or some him. of the many people who have said, like, LeBron's handling of this is extremely sure. important and superb. The way he steps out, out, very confident. And he does not care what anybody thinks about his opinion. There are people out there from the other side who are going to dismiss his opinion. Sure. In the same way... That people like Kurt Schilling mm-hmm. said about uh, Adam Jones mm-hmm. of the Orioles. Yeah, when he mentioned
0: like, that in the in the press conference. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, missed, did.
1: Oh, he Oh, in the same way that Kurt Schilling was like, "Oh, I played in Boston for ten years, mm-hmm. and no one said the N word." I think Adam Jones him? is like,
0: making "Who up, said making it?" Up, yeah. Some
1: people said it. Uh, listen, Kurt, <laughs> you need to have several seats mm-hmm. because it's, Lane. it's not about if someone said it or not did they write the n word or did they say the n word where's the pr- what matters is how do we react to something like that mm-hmm. if it's alleged and we don't know who did it if we don't mm-hmm. know who did it we should have people who are just in support of mm-hmm. the person who's been quote unquote victimized mm-hmm. so and he's
0: not acting like the victim he's like no. this is what it is i think it was painted like within like hours of it sure. happening um, you got but- money
1: people like that rush to to Cleaned it up.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's sad that it's happening, but I'm, again, proud of LeBron for his choice of words. But speaking of awesome black men who are doing awesome black things. Yeah, these guys. Lots of black excellence happening here. A lot of of black male magic. black
1: excellence this week. (laughs) (laughs) A
0: lot of of black excellence, which I'm so into. Um, We got... Coaches. We got some coaches in the finals that are... uh, Super black.
1: Shout out to Tyron Lue, <laughs> coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, the head coach, who is from Missouri. Missouri? Yeah, whatever you like. Uh, he is from, I believe it's like Mexico, Missouri, I believe is where he was from. Is
0: that a, really a town?
1: We name a lot of our towns after other countries. Nice. Mexico, Missouri, Cuba, Missouri, Panama, Missouri. We do a lot of that. Very That's creative. That's very interesting. And uh, Mike Brown assistant coach of the Golden State Warriors, but because Steve Kerr is dealing with an ailment that has him sidelined indefinitely, we don't know when he's going to be back. He's
0: still, like, he's there, though. He's, like, in yeah, the locker room. he's
1: in the locker Yeah, he just can't be... It, the pain... Think about this. A guy who's he been... He must
0: be smoking up so much. So
1: much <laughs> chronic. Like, he... The pain must be so severe that he can't be out with his players. Yeah. But he coaches them from the practice site and from the locker room and all right. that. He does the... He's,
0: he's involved. Halftime.
1: He just can't be... I th- it's involving his spine, so I don't think he can stand and sit. Mm-hmm. Like and He's probably in the locker room like lying down most mm-hmm. of the time. So Mike Brown, the assistant coach, who was the former head coach for several years of LeBron's tenure in Cleveland... Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mike Brown is now facing off against the Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah. coaching against them and LeBron James. Yeah. And it's got to for him, they asked him, you know, like, what does this mean to you? And he's like, oh, it doesn't it's a game. really register yeah. with me. I'm just out there, you know, doing my job. Right. So, yeah, the two, two black head coaches, which we have not seen in the finals since 1975.
0: Do you know what teams were playing at that time? I'll look it up. Look it up. And that's, you know, and I find it interesting. Because the league is made up of a lot of black men. A lot. And, the majority. And majority of the coaches are white men. Yeah. One of my favorite coaches, Pop. And Phil Jackson. Well, he's not my favorite, but, you know, he he'll Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr.
1: Um, um, I mean, we can't name all the white coaches. Right. There's a lot.
0: There's a lot of them. Yeah. Thibodeau. <laughs> like, there's, they all exist.
1: Yeah. I know? mean, there, you, you look across and it says something that, look how long it took... All right, let's look at it from the gladiator mindset Mm -hmm. of you kind of work your way through. You're a former player, and then you become an assistant coach, and then you work up to coach. And so it's saying having the experience and the intellect and Mm -hmm. the communication skills to be a head coach is what we require. And not having a lot of players in that position suggests... They maybe don't have the communication skills or intellect around the game, the basketball IQ to be mm-hmm. a head coach. That's kind of what it suggests, that you have all these players, these people who have never been players,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who are now head coaches and they're white men. Mm-hmm. So look at Patrick Ewing and his amazing career. Right. But he never became a head coach in the NBA, which is what he was aiming for. Mm-hmm. He's head coach of Georgetown now. hmm But.
0: I did not know that.
1: Mm-hmm. So a lot that's of so
0: interesting. Yeah,
1: I mean, he rode on the bench for the Orlando Magic for a long time, and I think one other team, maybe the Houston Rockets, hmm. uh, maybe. But he uh, never made it into the ranks, and then you see some players who kind of made brief stints mm-hmm. as coaches, black players, but they didn't last very long. Sorry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's wild. And so. now to see, was Mike Brown? Did Mike Brown play? Did I make that up?
1: Mike Brown, I don't remember. I don't think so. Uh, who do we have? Who won in nineteen seventy five? Uh nineteen seventy five was the Did I say heat see
0: Golden State Warriors? That was crazy.
1: Yeah, I did, but team rosters. It was the Golden State
0: Warriors. Which in the Washington Bullets? The Washington Bullets, yeah. That's wild considering the Golden State Warriors are currently playing.
1: And they won that year. That's not funny. I know. This is better not be Deja Vu. <laughs> this
0: better not be Deja Vu, for real.
1: Uh, I'm trying to find out who the coaches were. Uh, I might have to click on the individual teams.
0: Yeah. Well, um, because I, I don't have anything else to add on the dribbling session, but do you have a, um, a, um, a prediction of who's going to win the series, the finals, who's going to win the championship?
1: Um, I... Yeah, I said, yeah, the Cavs in seven.
0: Oh, we did say this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I'll I've, say
1: I'll say it a million times. You can ask I, me as many times as you want. <laughs> I was
0: like, I, for, I don't know if we recorded that or not, but yeah, yeah. Cavs in seven. That's what I you're hope. saying, too? I would like to see Cavs in seven, yes.
1: Yeah. I,
0: the way that this game is looking doesn't look like they're going to win the first game, but we got, there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of, uh. That's fine. Still a lot of basketball left to play. You
1: know what? As long as, even if they're down 3-1, that's fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Because they can, they have, <laughs> that, they have come back from they've that. Done it
1: before, <laughs> until they've lost four games. Don't count the Cavs out.
0: Yeah, that's so true. All right. Anything else you want to add uh, on nope. our section? I think I got it. All right. So we'll be right back after this. Whoa. All right, so we're going to start our final section of, our final segment of the podcast. The dope person of the week, my friend Alex. Who's your Who's your dude, or dudette?
1: This week, uh, I don't have any lofty
0: hmm.
1: or, or deep reasons for this person, other than it's nice to see what some people are doing
2: mm-hmm.
1: once they've left the league. Yeah. And David Stern's doing a tell-all for... What? Former, former, not not a full extent like a, a book or anything like right. that, but he uh, is out of the league, is former commissioner of the league for yes. so many years and saw it through its really, some of its most defining points yeah. and golden years yeah. and took over in like the early 90s. He had, no, he drafted Ewing, mm-hmm. came in with him. um he was there throughout Michael Jordan's career yeah. and all the years... I when, remember
0: him in every single time we won those six championships. <laughs> man,
1: the NBA was just taking him money like hand over fist. Right. And so David Stern can really be uh, commended for a lot of the things he did to propel the league forward. Mm-hmm. So now that he's no longer commissioner and Adam Silver's taken over his job for several years now, um, a couple of years for you, yeah. um, David came out to talk about something that I always wondered about. Okay. And everyone at the time thought they knew this story. Right. But David told us the full extent of the story. What's and the it story? makes sense now. What's the story? Back in, I don't remember if it was 2010, maybe it was. It's when Chris Paul was with the New Orleans Hornets. Yes. Famed point guard. He yeah. could do no wrong. He was scoring like twenty-five points and 12 assists a game and when you put him in the playoffs he was just murder to the other team he like I remember he was against the Lakers one time and went off for like I don't know like 48 points and 20 assists or something like Mm -hmm. that something freakish right and so off season came and Kobe was trying to put together a team a squad to compete for another championship on his quest to get six titles to match Michael Jordan never did never came to fruition
0: nope just stick with that five
1: so he was, said, "Okay, who can I get?" And they were gonna bring in Dwight Howard, mm. which is gonna be great. And then they were gonna, which Lots was of supposed to be great. <laughs> it's
0: supposed to be great. It and wasn't then, great.
1: And then they were like, "Yo, we can get Chris Paul. We can get Chris Paul." They were going after the point guard, and it didn't go through.
0: Mm.
1: And people said. Wow. It was it was good as done.
0: Right. Everyone I remember said, this. Yeah. This
1: was gonna happen. It yeah. was a fruit. They were already texting each other. Kobe and Chris. The mm. agents had talked. Right. Stuff seemed this like was, it was happening. Ready. Yeah. yeah. ESPN was reporting on it. Like this thing is imminent. It's about to happen. As soon as they say go, and then uh, the commissioner ended it. Mm. David Stern said called no. the yeah. veto. He's like, no, I veto this trade. Mm-hmm. Cannot happen. At the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought, including myself, this was vetoed because it would have been such a power imbalance. Right. You're going to say... That's what I
0: thought. Dwight,
1: yeah. Chris, Paul, and Kobe on the same team. Plus, you got Pau Gasol.
0: Sounds a lot like uh, possibly what's happening in the Golden State Warriors uh, when KD saying, was And that's trained. what I was like. Yeah.
1: It's happening so much now. Yeah. How was this a thing that the commissioner just decided? No. LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Bosh, that's one thing. Right. The Warriors, that's one thing. But... Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. I, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the threshold? Yeah, that I doesn't make I didn't understand. Sense. Yeah. Now I get it. So David Stern was asked about it this week, mm-hmm. and he said, oh, of course, there was a conflict of interest, because at the time, and I forgot this, or maybe I didn't know this, uh, because the New Orleans Hornets were going through some influx mm-hmm. within administration, they had moved from Charlotte to New Orleans, then from New Orleans because of the hurricane, to Oklahoma City, then back right. to New Orleans, Right. the commissioner in the league had taken over ownership of oh. the Hornets. They didn't have an ownership team, a that's... majority owner.
0: Oh, that's so interesting.
1: Yeah, he was babysitting a team. Yeah. And it's happened before in other leagues. Yeah. But it was one of the only times in the NBA where the commissioner had to babysit a team. And be like the foster owner. Right. And he was like, yeah, it was a conflict of interest. So at the same time, I had to be the commissioner approving trades.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I also, and maybe rightfully or wrongfully so, put the Hornets first
2: mm-hmm.
0: in
1: that deal. So I was trying to get them what was fair.
0: Right. Because okay. I, I was also the owner at that yes. time. Yes. Yeah. Foster so owner, yeah. the
1: deal was on the table to get Lamar Odom and a couple other players and some draft picks mm-hmm. to the Hornets for Chris Paul to go to L.A. Right. Then, genius general manager Mitch Kupchak Mm -hmm. pulls the trigger because he, quote-unquote, panicked, according to David Stern, and sent Lamar Odom on a trade to Dallas, Mm. which effectively took away one of the most important players from that trade. Yeah. So once Mitch did that,
0: David's like, he just screwed You screwed up.
1: everything up. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, I'm nervous."
0: Yeah, and, uh, and he had a lot of feelings, male fragility. It yeah. is what
1: <laughs> And David, David's like, "Okay, well, now I veto this trade because we're not going to do this." And then Mitch and everybody were all sour, like, "Wait, what do you mean we're not going to get Chris? This sucks." They ended up getting Steve Nash, which was fine, but Steve Nash got hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the real story of that was not that David Stern was unfairly judging a too much too much of a t- uh, power right. imbalance he was wearing a
0: multiple hats
1: he was taking care of a, a yeah. franchise in flux and Mitch Kupchak did what Mitch Kupchak has done mm. in the past which has led to which what is what led to his removal by Jeannie Buss mm. his sister right eventually right and so it was one of those deals where Mitch kind of screwed the pooch a little bit and David Stern this week came out and explained to all of us mm what really went down, and now I get it, and it makes sense um, from that standpoint. Yeah. And it just reminds me, like, things that are reported on, be it related yeah. to sports or other things, there's multiple sides to every story. Right. So...
0: And there's multiple perspectives. It's... Yeah. There's your truth, their truth, and the truth. It's, it's just... <laughs> it
1: reminds me, like, anytime someone criticizes a move or a decision made by ownership mm. or a league how could they do this? They're you oh, know, I,
0: terrible. I, I have, I've done that too. It's yeah. 100%. And I'm yeah. just
1: thinking, like, am I presuming to know more than the lawyers and legal team and agents of the <laughs> National Basketball Association? Well, I will say
0: when Carlos Boozer w- went to the Chicago Bulls, I had a hissy fit because we spent way too much money on him. So Things
1: like, that remain to be unearthed.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, and also, I mean, Goals management needs, needs that was, a lot of help. But
1: that was questionable.
0: It, it was 100% questionable, and people were pissed, because like, it's, what the hell does this like mean? It's like when
1: Albert Pujols, which, by the way, is sitting on 599 home runs, soon to join the 600 home yeah. run clubs. Shout out to Albert Pujols. Um, when he left the Cardinals, after all those years playing for us, right. everyone's like, Your angels are paying him how much money? Right. For how many
0: years? Yeah. He's old. You no know, okay. yeah man I can't believe it. I, I was very upset but it is what it is
1: people make choices if that you got was, the money if you got the money do it
0: yeah that makes sense makes that's sense. my
1: dope person David Stern for, for putting it out there on Front Street
0: awesome so my dope person mm-hmm. it's a little bit a little different um, um, the, my dope person this week is Priya Desai who's that That's a really good question. She is a um, a desi reporter, Mm -hmm. uh, news reporter, specifically working for Sports Illustrated. Before she was at Sports Illustrated, um, she's she does like digital anchor and reporting for Sports Illustrated. So she does a lot more like their like Instagram feed stuff or just digital stuff on the computer, like not necessarily. print or anything on TV mm-hmm. um, but it's all digital stuff that you can find on the internet um, so before she worked at si she uh, she was working for and New York one which is a mm-hmm. local New York news anchor here um, and all she taught and all she did during her time at New York one as well as now in Sports Illustrated was sports like reporting um, and like going to World Series games and Super Bowl games and NBA Finals and things like that, right? She's like, she's doing really cool things. Basically, she has my dream job. The fun stuff.
1: She's, she gets to do the fun stuff.
0: Remember how I was just like, I'm going to quit my job and be a sports reporter? Yeah. Remember I've said that like yeah. all the time at least once a week? Um, she's doing it um, and she, so I did not know about her until recently. I was going through something and she popped up and I, I was like, that's a, that, that girl looks like me in that she phenotypically, like, looks like a brown girl. Right. And so I was like, what? And so I'm like, I need to find out what her name is. Figured out, like, did my Googling, and I found out that she was this, you know, this girl of immigrant parents who mm. supported her in her adventure of wanting to be a, a journalist, which is very um, unlike what people in our community typically want our girls to do right like be you know doctors and nurses and lawyers and it's not as respected it's not as respected i guess but she was saying how supportive her parents were and how like they looked at like schools and colleges to make sure that they were that she was going to the best journalist program and
1: did she go to university of missouri
0: uh no she didn't no i don't know where she went they have a good program i'm sure they do um and she did broadcasting there, and again, with sports related stuff. And, um, you know, she's this beautiful Desi woman who is like being badass. Because oftentimes, when you see women in sports, any sort of sports analyzing or uh, reporting in general, they're mm-hmm. often white or black.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
0: I've not seen anyone of any sort of APTA descent. Yeah, um, I've seen Latina. I've seen it. some Latina, not a, not a ton, um, but it's just nice to see. Like she recognizes that she is a pioneer. She is the first mm-hmm. Desi sports reporter. Like, wait, is she? Yes. Get out of here! I'm, t- and she is like my age. She's
1: the first.
0: Yeah. She's pioneering the South Asian American sports reporting.
1: If she's the first, let's build a statue out of that and Shoot. put that up. And
0: she's and she's freaking beautiful, and she like has a lot. She like interviewed Charlemagne the God recently about ah. his about his um, his new book. Um, so she does more than sports, right? No, but like she does pop culture and things like that too. But she like, mostly folk, to lie. But she's <laughs> famous <folk, thank, thank laughs> for to lie. Um, but she like focuses on sports, and it's like it's cool to see. Um, one that she she recognizes that she she's fighting a stereotype mm-hmm. because a lot of times people think of her as like Bendit like Beckham that's why she likes sports like she's
1: cricket and like
2: soccer No
0: like she's like like the Bendit like Beckham story of just like her parents didn't want her to do sports and like she's uh, doing I this like, like well yeah that's like the sport like she like had to hide that she was playing soccer and oh, stuff Oh that's
1: the plot of that movie
0: Yeah have you not seen that no. and you and you love DC films I mean she's not really a Daisy film not a It's not a Daisy film, film. <laughs> <laughs> It's an ABDC film um ABCD film
1: What does that mean
0: American Bo- born confused Stacy, film.
1: That's a thing. That's yeah. wonderful. <laughs>
0: that. um, American Born Confused Stacy. Well, it's considering it was a British, like, an England movie. BBCD. BBC, whatever. <laughs> <British> <laughs> anyway, it's not as, it, it is not as cool as ABCD. Um, but yeah, I just think, like, it's dope that she's Uh, Like Brown Girl Magazine featured her in 2015. I'm surprised I missed this because I read Brown Girl Magazine a ton. Oh, there's Uh, her picture. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's super pretty.
1: Yeah. That's Uh, her on the field.
0: That's her on the field. That's her on another uh, field. On a Super Bowl game. (laughs) She's on a lot of fields. She's on a lot of fields. She's doing things. So I think it's cool to see someone that looks like me out there. It means that if I want to have a second or third or fourth career, I can do it. Because she's, someone she's, looks at me like...
2: She's moved the ceiling. She's,
0: yeah, she's... The glass ceiling is...
1: Is it shattered is, or like... It's
0: it's cracked a little, which cracked. is nice. It's a little crack.
1: Some, some hairline fractures <laughs> in the ceiling. <laughs> there's
0: some... You know. I mean, there's... I'm, and I think of like the amazing, you know, sports reporters that are women specifically in the NBA that mm-hmm. I love and like like I think Doris, Doris Burke I lo- and when she like handles a ball I always love it she's so cool she's oh, I want to be her friend um, I mean and it's and none of them are perfect but I'm really excited to see someone that looks like me yeah for sure on there so that's why she's my dope person that's a
1: good one I like yeah. that and
0: yeah. there's also another Desi man on Sports Center oh uh, yeah and I saw him and that's where this all kind of I saw her uh, and I saw him and I'm just like wait there's Desi people like talking about sports I like him. And it's not just me, and it's super. Bowl. He get
1: you talking about coach?
0: No, no, he's he's well, a, no, like he's but a reporter. They
1: call him. Well, I think they call. Is him. Is he an analyst? Like uh, he, he one talks of the about anchors. everything. Yeah,
0: he's one of the anchors. Sometimes they call him coach. Huh?
1: And I don't know why. I've only seen him once, and I've seen him consulted for his opinion. Yeah, I'm like, wait, he's not just telling you about the news. He's being asked what he thinks about it.
0: And from what I hear, he's been part of SportsCenter, and that. That whole franchise for a while. It's, this is not something he's been doing for a year or two. This is like, he's been around. I gotta find out more about. Yeah. That. No, I mean, so I'm I'm glad to see my my Daisy folks doing big things. I'm all, I'm here for it.
1: Good deal. Can I t- one last thing? Yes. I want to loop back as you were saying. I love Daisy folks. Someone hmm. else said that to me today.
0: Was it a Daisy person or was it non-Daisy no, person? It was non-Daisy. Oh God. And Why I was, were, they, were they fetishizing my whole community? That's
1: what I was wondering because I was. So when I signed up for my membership at this gym, uh-huh. they looked at my ID, and they were—they said, "Oh, you're so cute in this picture!" And I had my tie and the ID and mm-hmm. everything. They're like,
0: "What do you, I?
1: What did she say? I love mixed people. Oh, god! There's a brown person. They're, they're like a
0: Daisy person, saying Haitian, this to you. Haitian person. Okay, I
1: love." I love mixed people. What are you mixed with? I was like, black and white. Mm-hmm. Like, American black, American you're, white. You're like a black and is. white cookie. I am, I'm that. I'm you basically are, that. You are
0: a black and white cookie. And
1: then she uh, she was like, I love mixed people. Bold,
0: older lady? Younger lady? Our
1: age. Our, so, 30s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, I love Asian cultures, Indian cultures. Mm. And then she said one other one she mentioned, but she like selected cultures that she really liked. I believe
0: the Haitian culture, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, that's Nigerian culture. Like there's, Bollywood is like not just in India. Like they, like in in parts of Africa and the Caribbean is very, they're very involved in Bollywood. Or like they Mm. watch Bollywood movies. Anyway, continue what you're saying.
1: I was just sitting there listening. Because the whole interaction had gone pleasantly mm-hmm. until that point, And mm-hmm. she brought that up. And I just thought, it just put me on the, def- I noticed myself. Like mm-hmm. something internally within me mm-hmm. went toward, are you about to fetish, fetishize, not even fetishize, fetishize. fetishize. I yeah. am having a hard time with that. <laughs> fetishize, not only like mixed race people, but like a Aww. lot of people. And I was just trying to think like. Huh, I guess people do that subconsciously all the time. Yeah. But no one, like, outwardly says, mm-hmm. oh, these are the races of people I love. <laughs>
0: like, well, I mean, like, I've had people tell me, like, oh, you should date a black guy, because, or you should marry a black guy and have kids with him because your kids would be cute. Like, you'd have pretty, yeah. you'd have beautiful babies. Or yes. you should have, you should be dating, like, a white man and had beautiful like brown and white babies and i'm just like okay first of all don't tell me what it's to do so with my ridiculous. vagina <laughs> and like what my uterus needs to hold um but i also like growing up like you know when you when you mix the gene pool all together you get really beautiful things out of it i guess so i mean that's all right what, i so guess at <laughs>
1: some point the whole planet's gonna be beige
0: well, and that's what white people are really afraid of.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, but like then at the same but they time, like people to still are like, tan. "I like I like mixed kids because they're really cute." But right. then I don't want to lose all of my like right whiteness.
0: You're cute. You're cute until a certain age, but then when you become like a teenager, mm-hmm. you're th- you're threatening, and I, threatening. I can kill you.
1: But if you're and that goes uh, colorism, safe, yeah. all that sort of stuff plays into it. But right. I was I was just taken aback by that, and I did. It, 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 Gave me pause to think, well, maybe that happens in my own mind.
0: Sure. I I know. I think that sometimes. I know. But then
1: at what point does it become a fetish? Mm. You know, I have an affinity for Bollywood films. I really like Indian food. Mm -hmm. At what point does that cross a line into something that's not healthy? At this point, I think it's very healthy.
0: I think I would tell you... I as your one. You need big a friend <laughs>
1: to tell you that's. Well, what I
0: know works. I think no. I mean, you happen to have a friend, and I would be like, "Yo, you're fetishizing me. to me, back the f off."
1: You don't like my bangles that I wear to work. You've never
0: worn bangles to work. Yeah. Dumb, dumb.
1: You can't see it, but I'm wearing a ton of bangles. She's in denial. Um, I. I,
0: I think it, you're fetishizing it if you take away from the culture. Explain in that similar to what we were talking about with the the white woman, like overstepping her bounds and like uh-huh. you know, why couldn't she just use the original pictures of the of the sub-Saharan African men and women that she took pictures of instead of mm-hmm. like putting it on her own face, right? Um, classic. Classic white girl problems. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, classic white feminism. Anyway, and so <laughs> um, yeah. the. I think like it's I think it's fetishizing when you are you are like so engulfed in the culture and you take it as your own and you're like I totally get it like as though you understand and completely yeah. get the pr- okay. like the culture I think that becomes fetishizing and it becomes like sometimes a savior complex right like I yeah. I've definitely have talked I've talked talked to people who are like oh I totally understand the pressures that you have from your family I'm like Okay. And mm. sometimes sometimes that, that is coming from a... Like, if you said that to me... Depends. Be, like, when you say that to me, if no, you... I don't have any you, clue. No, you don't <laughs> have any clue. You've never said that to me. But, like, if you were to say that to me, I'm just like, no, Alex knows me. He knows my family. He kind of gets it in a lot of ways. So he may have a an understanding, like a, a, a hmm. simple understanding. Yes. But I've definitely talked to, oftentimes, white women who love Bollywood, like... Stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm particularly thinking about two people that I know in my life that are just like, oh my god, I love like when you wear saris and things like that, and like you have to teach me how to do all. And I'm just like, you're you're like, it's all about tone and about intention, right? And I think if your tone and if your tone and your intention is making me feel uncomfortable, you might think you're not fetishizing. I'm letting you know that you are, and it's you know, if you came up to me and you're just like, oh my god, I love Indian people, and I'll be like, okay. you know
1: what it sounds like it sounds like w- when people get too excited if right. you get too excited that's like it,
0: it, it's, it's a weird. borderline thing cuz like i've seen you get excited about any stuff and i'm not yeah. like and i'm not I, usually i'm just like you're more daisy than me and like mm-hmm. and then i'm just like yeah it is what it is but like at the i think it's a it's a balance right and it's recognizing if you have people around you that can be like yo alex you're kind of fetishizing mm-hmm. brown women like why is what, or, like, you're fetishizing the brown community. Yeah. Or, you know, wh- you know, whatever it may be in whatever context the conversation may be. Like, I know people who are, like, their top five, like, people in their, like, my top five, like, women that I want to sleep with in my life mm-hmm. as men. Would,
1: oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, ha- God. Are I know like, what you're going to say. And
0: th- it's, like, they all look a certain way. They yeah. all have a certain type of body type. They all maybe happen to be sure. from the same. I'm just, like, you need to diversify. <laughs> well, I try to keep
1: my top five diverse. But Your five is very diverse. I try. Um, it 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 changes from time to time, but, as it should. But I um, feel like there's a big thing out there. I see this in a lot of men, like Eastern Asian fetish. Oh god, yeah, hundred
2: yeah. percent.
1: It, it happens. As I was first, I first realized it when I didn't have any experience with Asian culture of very much when I grew up because we just didn't have a large population around it. So I go to places like San Francisco Mm -hmm. and New York and I would, or even Chicago. And I would say like, Oh, there's some Asian people here. This is great.
0: East um, Asian specifically.
1: Eastern Asian, Mm -hmm. not South Asian. Mm -hmm. And then I would, uh, but I came to New York and then it's the first time I encountered men who were like into Mm -hmm. dating Asian women. Mm -hmm. And I, Thought I was like, what is that about? And then yeah. I realized, well, you know what that's about. You have thoughts.
0: Yeah, I have lots of thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a dominance piece, like, of like you know, little like if you think of like a stereotypical East Asian woman, like mm-hmm. small, skinny person that you can, you know, do things with, like sexually, like sexual yeah. arousal of that. It's like um, submission. Submission so. of yeah, like whatever that, like whatever that is, um, or even just like what the porn industry or just like like kind of fetishizes that too in a lot of ways. So I think a lot of, a lot of like men maybe like buy into that. Um, I know I feel, I feel this is, this may be a little controversial. Um, I know I feel fetishized often by white men Mm. and by black men often. Um, Mm. white, white men kind of similarly, like you're not black, you're not Latino, like Latina. So like, you're like a good safe, like, middle person, because you're Asian, but you have that brown skin that I like kind of a thing. Um, I've, I've, I've been uh, on a couple of dates, and I'm no. just like, oh, you... Okay. They say that?
1: Wait, they said that out loud?
0: No, but, like, the things that they're saying that I'm just like, oh, oh yes, okay. Yes.
1: They're, they're, like, figuring it out in front of your eyes. Right, and I'm
0: just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you're you know, you die on... And you just die on the inside a little bit, because you're like, that's cool. Uh, Thanks for dinner. Thanks for drinks. I'm going to go. Oh, <laughs> um, God. And then with... Black men, which I also find, and this is the hair industry. I think, like the the black hair industry, I think also plays into this. Like, the good hair is Indian hair, right? And so, like, mm. I've I've been out at clubs, at bars, and like black men oh, will come gosh. and touch my hair. And you like, asked me about this one time. I know. <laughs> you texted me like,
1: <laughs> would you question?
0: I, I texted you and our friend Winston, uh, yeah. and I was like, I need my two black male friends to explain this to me.
1: Would, would you ever go out to a, a bar? A bar, club, whatever. And touch a woman's hair? Right. Is that without a, knowing them. Without knowing them. Mm-hmm. I And I said, do you remember what I said?
0: I don't remember what you said.
1: I said, neither... Me nor anyone I know would ever do that. <laughs> oh
0: that's right, you did say that.
1: Not, I thought about my broader male black friend circle and mm-hmm. I was like, no, there's no one in my camp of people right. who would subscribe to that mm-hmm. behavior. We don't hang out together.
0: Right. And I think there's reasons like why the the men that, that man specifically did that to me. And I did not welcome it. He just thought he could. Yeah. And it's like, but that's, like, men feel that way. Like, they feel like, well, I bought you a drink, so, like, I have the right to
2: whatever. Oh, like, gosh. he didn't buy
0: me a drink. I didn't accept the drink. But, like, you know, he still wanted to let, let me know that he's here. And I'm just like, and he literally said, I love your good hair. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I was just like, uh, I'm like, I need everything too, in that moment I'm just like, I could text Alex right now and be like, I need you to drop what you're doing and actually save me. That fetish is too much. But I I, I do see that because I just see like you know, like black women are very particular and very, uh, their hair is very sacred to them Mm -hmm. and as it should be, as anyone's hair should be sacred to them Um, and so I feel like oftentimes I get fetishized to like because you can do more with my hair you can pull it, you can run your hands through it without like Someone, some like literally. This is like a conversation I've had with another black man. I was just like, I need you to not touch my hair. Oh god! You need to like, like, like this is. I'm not welcoming this. It's my personal space, personally.
1: Um, We gotta do better. Yeah, that's that's I, you know, the most racist dating app. What is it? Coffee meets bagel. Really? In my in my opinion, only because you can choose ethnicity.
0: Oh yeah. But if if that's important to someone's, like, community and culture, I can...
1: It is, but... So look at it like this. Tinder, you just swipe. You just swipe left, right, and you just get people in a certain region. Right. It doesn't choose, like, what their ethnicity is. You just have to see everybody.
0: Right. Or everybody in that area. So if you're in, like, the West Village, you're going to see a lot of white people.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, geographically, depending on how wide your radius Mm -hmm. is, sure. But then... With Coffee Meets Bagel, I can choose what type of ethnicity to see, mm-hmm. and it's it was rough for me because I remember at first I said, "Oh, everybody," right, and then because you can only look at one if you're not familiar with Coffee Meets Bagel. Mm-hmm. Anyone you can only look that.
0: at the people that also are yes, wanting someone like you.
1: Um, yeah, sort of. Mm-hmm. And there's like match categories, but mm-hmm. also, uh, you get one person a day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe a couple if mm-hmm. you have the right kind of like. Temperament and yeah. savings in right. your in your bean account or whatever mm-hmm. their increments are, then uh, so it's it's intentional. You mm-hmm. have twenty four hours to kind of make a connection or so, and then you've got a week once you match up to mm-hmm. actually have some like correspondence over text message. But right. you don't know the person's number unless you get their number through the chat room, right? Whatever. It's actually the most safe and I think informative mm-hmm. of the dating apps that I. Yeah, ever you used definitely to get to
0: know more about it, right? More
1: the person that you're. But eventually, I had to take off. Asian women. I had to uncheck the box. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Because... And there's a differentiation between South Asian Mm -hmm. and Eastern Asian, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. So I took off Eastern Asian because there were so many that came across... I think there was like a week where every single person was mm-hmm. an Asian female mm-hmm. that I got. It wasn't anyone else across mm-hmm. the many checkboxes that I checked. Right. So by population size, I was like, oh, New York has way more Asian women on mm-hmm. this app than I realized. And a lot of them fed into the stereotype
2: mm-hmm.
1: of being quiet and submissive and like cute mm-hmm. and just like trying to be more um, youthful mm-hmm. and seemingly, in my eyes a little more naive or juvenile, Mm. you know, playing to I need a strong man and I'm a very, uh, complimenting female, um, didn't look like they wanted to be someone's equal. They wanted someone who was going to take the lead. Mm. And I don't like that Mm -hmm. as much. I want to have like, a back and forth. Mm-hmm. I want someone who can tussle, mm-hmm. like, intellectually.
0: Oh, oh, I was like, you, little Well, that like, too. <laughs>
1: but you can't, yeah, shimmy that too. Um, but I want someone who's just going to give me, like, a run for my money. Right. So I had to take, I had to uncheck a box, and that really was like, oh, man, I hate doing that. Because mm-hmm. there are, I've dated Eastern Asian women in the past who are Chinese-American, mm-hmm. sharp, witty, mm-hmm. funny, adventurous, outgoing, um, strong-willed. A lot of integrity and a lot of redeeming qualities uh but those people were not coming across my feed right. when I checked the box I was like oh man I got to cut out this collateral stuff that's yeah. just not for me so that was tough and I know there are people out there who but to your point I just want to date let's say if I want to date just middle eastern women mm-hmm. I just check that box right and every single person who comes across right. is that I don't know. Are you
0: fetishizing them?
1: Right. Exactly. Are you like? Where's I mean, that? like.
0: But I think there's a little bit of self awareness that you need, right? Like, are you asking that self? Are you asking yourself that question? I think is important. Well,
1: I think a lot of people don't ask. Right, that
0: question. but like, if you're, I would hope you, Alex, would ask that yourself. That question. Well, yeah,
1: I just asked
0: you that question. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. But no, but I think that's you know like, like for the longest time, I only dated Indian men.
1: Right, and for you, there was cultural reasons. Family cultural, right? I
0: wasn't fetishizing them because it's my culture, but like, but then people. I remember a friend of mine who was interested in dating me, and we were friends. We still are very good friends. um, Was like upset. He's like, you would never date me, and I'm just like, why Mm -hmm. is it? Because I'm a black man. I'm just like, what? (laughs) Like, I'm like. No, I, I wouldn't date you because I wouldn't, like, I don't see a future with you because, like, mm. it's important for me for my culture. This is, a, again, a very young, naive, Some, oh, 18, yeah. tw- 18 19, 20 year old. I've heard that. You know, yeah. a, a young girl who couldn't see beyond what was her a, community. My community at, at that point, because that's where I was. That's like, right. it, like and I've, I have since seen him and uh, since been a very good friend of his. And, like, he's like, would you date me now? And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I would date you. I would get to know you and see, like, what happens out of this. Yeah. And, like, if forever could happen, sure. Or, like, a, you know, a commitment could happen, sure. But, I mean, it didn't happen for various reasons. But, like, it was one of those things where, you know, young Bry thought that way. And someone else who was interested in me and who was clearly pursuing me and I stopped it, he immediately thought, oh, it was racism or,
2: mm.
0: you know, whatever it may be. And he, he it's fair for him to think that. It wasn't... Though that wasn't my intention, that was my impact. Yeah, right. You know.
1: Yeah. No, I, I remember. I had someone who told me that they would have dated me mm-hmm. or would be interested in that, mm-hmm. but it would never be keen with their family. That's really like, sad. Oh.
0: And I know. I know that if I were to date someone outside of my race, my immediate family will be fine. Everyone else outside of that, I think, would struggle with it in various ways, in varying degrees. And when you are with someone, like, just today I was talking to a friend about how when you date someone, you date all of them, you know, like, especially if it's a commitment that for a long-term situation, you are dating them and the baggage and the packages that they, that comes with them, their parents, their, their struggles, their stuff, you know? Yeah. And so, anywho, I don't know how we got to this topic. How did we get here?
1: Uh, started with the Daisy reporter. Yeah, and
0: I mean we could just led go back into and.
1: coach with ESPN. Yeah, and
0: uh, we, this happens to us so often where we just like we derail all the time. I don't know, man. Anyway, but that was all right. But yeah, I'm this, done. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> that was a good conversation, though. I feel like we mm-hmm. could go on for a long time. Probably. Offline. Yeah, we'll we'll, have, we'll
1: check it out after this, and I, I'll tell you about the gym stuff. The rest of that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So, as always, uh, be sure to follow, like, you okay there? Funny bone?
1: That wasn't even funny. I just hit a hard <laughs> part of my elbow.
0: <laughs> oh, poor, poor little baby that Alex. Just um, So, thank you all for listening to us for as long as you did. Um, we enjoy talking and hanging out and, ugh. The Cavs are definitely going to lose because um, it is 87-108 right now. Game two. <laughs> Game two. It's going to be good. It'll be great. Uh, but thank you for listening in. Uh, be sure to follow, like, subscribe us. Uh, subscribe to our podcast uh, wherever you listen to a podcast. So Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, all those wonderful things. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure mm-hmm. you check us out. You will see commentary from either of us on Twitter. Yay. It's very fun. Um but, yeah, follow us, like us, subscribe, and tell a friend about this awesome cast. But, yeah, anything else you want to add? Any closing closing words or remarks?
1: I'm just going to leave dead air on <laughs> this. <laughs> no, I have
0: nothing. <laughs> Alex, Alex is tired. <laughs> All right, y'all, have a good one. We will catch you later.
2: See ya.